0: This week we are giving away a copy of the Star Wars Legion box set from store.ontabletop.com. If you want to be in with a chance to win the best Star Wars core set, the original trilogy, then all you need to do is comment below, give us a like, be a subscriber to the channel, and if you can, share the video about on social media. In the meantime, sit back and relax because we're going to get stuck into a week's worth of gaming and hobby. The weekend starts here. Hey then, folks. It's great to have you all back here again. And that's a terrific prize that can be won uh, if anybody's interested in getting stuck into the Star Wars Legion. I've been thinking about it an awful lot recently, uh, mostly because somebody's put a clip up of the end of The Mandalorian. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> with <laughs> with the, uh, the Force theme tune that Williams did for the original Star Wars, playing over uh, Luke's obliteration oh, of all the droids so yeah, yeah it's, it seems somewhat fitting that we give mm. people the chance to recreate that very cool to tabletop mm. but moving away from star wars mm. um and into the most important part of the week yes you've been allowed to pick something this week ben not me i have
1: yes mm, why for us? I scoured back through the list of companies that we've looked at, and I was like, hold on a second. Why has this not been picked? And then I realized it's probably because it's got dwarves in it. And so <laughs> someone was like, let's just remove this from the running order. But I'm yes, that down the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're going to be having a look at um, Avatars of War, who mm-hmm. have been working in the uh, wargaming sector for a very, very long time.
0: Now. Yeah, Felix. Felix used to be um, yes. a sculptor for GW. Mm-hmm. So... Way back in the day, uh, I bought quite a lot of his stuff. uh, And then he went went back home and and launched his own site. So Avatars of War, it's a delightful place to to visit, isn't it?
1: It really is. Um, A lot of people will know them probably from... Many moons ago, when they were doing a set of plastic dwarf slayers, I think mm. it was back then that everyone was like, I must have those. This was back when Games Workshop was doing all the metal ones, and everyone was like, When are we going to get plastic slayers? And they never came around. Yeah. Go on, click on it. Oh, <laughs> <yes>. oh. <laughs> uh, see, <laughs> um,
2: I also like their dark elves.
1: Their dark elves Oros are very nice. But, um, but yeah, like so, <laughs> yeah, of course, dwarves are going to go first. But oh, yeah, oh. so, um, but yeah, as I was saying, there you see, so there are the, um, dwarf seekers or the doom seeker regiment that they did really really good um i had a uh, set of those plastic models painted them up they were really nice the only problem was i remember sticking on some of their hands back to front because they do like swearing (laughs) 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 things um and i was like oh his his fingers in the wrong place but never mind Uh, (laughs) that was easily rectified with a knife Um, but no really awesome models they did for these and then they went off and did some rangers and that kind of thing, which I don't think are available anymore.
0: No, none is, of the, they did a, an extensive range of stuff, uh, which we won't go into because you can't buy it anymore, but oh, they yes. were um, spun plastic, so PVC, back when, when people were doing PVC, so they did rangers and, and hammers and some uh, Chaos Warrior-esque did. Uh, figures as well. Mm-hmm. See, well, yeah. I remember building this particular unit one time, and that
2: banner in the plastic set. Oh my God, trying to get it to stand up!
1: I know. I didn't <laughs> even put that.
2: I didn't even put that in.
1: I realised that a dwarf, a dwarf slayer with a standard, probably yeah. didn't make much sense. So I basically mm. just like put an orc head into his hand, and did that was the guy who was the standard because he was like, look at the thing I just killed. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> makes a lot more sense, I think. But, uh... Gonna
3: that open is few quite days up. the impressive mohawk. That it is. really is, yeah.
1: yeah. That's the Slayer style. I, I'm trying to get to that stage myself, you see. I've shaved <laughs> the sides. I just want to grow it up into a proper mohawk.
2: But uh, Yeah, you, you um, see, my, my hairline just went, no, you never have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to that right now.
1: You can go the snorry nose bite of, uh, route and um, hammer nails into your head. That would be the best.
2: I will be look like. Uh, Jim Carrey in a, a series on unfortunate events <laughs> what,
0: what I will say is all of those mohawks are separate are, there's fair. a little you there's a little dimple on. Yeah. Uh, in the top of the head to line them up but if yeah. you just fill that in with a bit of putty you can just have a break of bald slayers mm. coming at you like Cleopatra uh, <laughs>
1: But the, the the range as a whole like just looking at some of the miniatures uh, they, a lot of them were in metal some of them are now available in resin as well so they're doing yeah. an interesting mix all of them uh, are 28 mil scale, and you could sort of err on the caution of 32 as well for mm. a lot of these because, yeah, you know, the, they're heroic in the proportion. Chunky, fellows. fellas. Um, so they're perfect for um, Ooh, a lot of the funny. fantasy games that have existed out there. So, for example, if you're a, an old Warhammer Fantasy Battles fan, then these were obviously perfect for dropping into it. One of the ones that, um, one of the ranges or the games that they very much focus on as part of this collection is the Ninth Age, mm. which is the... Um, uh fan made -made. yeah yeah, the fan made rules that took on from eighth edition after that went the way of the dodo and so if you want to dive in and play a proper mass battle fantasy game in the style of warmer fantasy but with lots of tweaks and community input and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. then you can try that and it's good fun we've actually got some videos on it i think on the uh on the channel which is cool so we do
0: yeah yeah. it's it's a i suppose the the best way to think about it is um the inheritor of yeah fantasy uh, mm-hmm. it was more or less taken on by the, the guys who used to be part of the grand tournament scene, so mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of the sort of big gamers, yeah, uh, the ones that just went,
2: No, 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 you're, you're, you're not blowing up our world. I don't know, they would like to keep our world, but there's so,
3: quite, there's quite a big like, range, isn't there? There this really is so is, much yeah. of everything. Yeah. I mean, we've only looked at the dwarves. <laughs>
1: well, I did the only <laughs> you need to look now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's one of the father. One of the other games that they do the miniatures for is this one, which is Arena Deathmatch. So instead of it being a mass battle style game, you instead um, play as individual characters or a warband band of characters and you fight it out in an arena, which is pretty awesome. And I believe they've even, because they've got the physical version, which you can see here, mm. but they also do a digi- uh, digital version, which is available on like tabletop simulator and that kind of thing. Mm. So if you're interested in giving it a go before you buy the actual uh, physical versions of the miniatures and stuff, you can go and do that now, which is pretty awesome. Cool, cool. But... Back to the miniatures. Yes. Um, someone someone pick a category. I've picked dwarves, but uh, you guys can
2: all uh, choose one for yourselves. For please. Dark elves. Dark yeah,
3: elves, dark elves say. is a good
2: call.
0: Dark elves. Dark elves. It's not a bad call. I have a few of these. Mm. Mm. Wow. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty. Mm.
3: They are very pretty.
0: Done very much in the sky, the
1: style of um, either dark elf corsair style figures, mm-hmm. so you're kind of like black art corsairs and stuff, or the slightly more um, bloodthirsty K knights and that kind of thing that they usually see in their range. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy in particular was absolutely fantastic. I remember playing against a whole bunch of dark elf armies that had him at the helm, which was mm-hmm.
2: really cool. So. I do like the the dragon skin cloak. Very oh yeah. Detailed. Yeah. Inspiring. Yeah, and I love the up, fact right that they've the they've linked to their their Instagram as well, so that anyone who's mm-hmm. painted them can sort of link correct. in. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you can get possible? inspiration. Absolutely no idea.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are Instagram? Yeah. Someone tried to tell me about Twitter the other day. It was it didn't work. <laughs> what is Tinterwebs, Jerry? Yeah, that type of thing.
3: You're all, you are the tech guy, though, aren't you? I am
0: the tech guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the doesn't players. work. Hit it with a rock. <laughs> uh, and the fact that the the figures themselves generally come with uh some form of alternate part mm-hmm. sometimes it's not much it may just be like a, a helmet or head swap or an alternate weapon There's somebody's done the the whole crew which is nice. Very nice very nice but um being able to get things like you know unique or alternate um dark elf sorcerers is, mm-hmm. is, is always good family fun because mm-hmm. they do an unusual set of miniatures, I would say, in that they are so characterful because they generally aim at them as being part of the arena. Mm-hmm. So everybody's a character. Mm-hmm. That means you can find great army generals or sorcerers, or if you're going to play uh, yeah. tabletop games, uh, it's wow. it's one way of doing it. But also, if you're planning on using them incorrectly for RPGs, you've got. <laughs> I mean, I'm fairly certain this naga also predates games workshop going for the naga look for the dark i think Helps, it does yeah quite a considerable uh, amount of time as well
2: wow see it's one thing i love about companies like this is all right one thing i hate is like just machining out the exact same miniature over and over and with these you get so much variation in your your different kits yeah but you you feel like each model you're painting is a new project yeah mm.
3: Yeah, I noticed that when we were looking at the dwarves, not one dwarf was the same. They all had some form of different armor, they had some different kind of mohawk. Every yeah. single miniature is different and he's brilliant. Yeah.
2: yeah. I find that more engaging whenever I'm painting a big unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very much one of the Spectrums. things that they kind of, Yeah.
3: It's very much
1: one of the things that they they kind of aim for with this is I guess you'd say similar to what War Games Atlantic have done with their kind of plastic range. This mm-hmm. was kind of using their characters to fill gaps within ranges yeah. a lot of the time. So it was like, oh, there's not enough room priests or there's not enough, you know, dark elf sorceresses. as so we were saying, let's, you know, make some of those and throw them into the mix.
0: And this is something they've started doing end of last nice. year, I think, or middle of last yes. year, it was actually doing STL files as well, both nice for, I suppose, what you would call standard miniatures, but also... Um, Terrain pieces. There's there's a few dwarf sort of large terrain pieces. Yeah, um, which you can just get as STL files to Brilliant. add to your battlefield. Just the, co- the cool thing about these ones as well is that you can
1: choose the options you want.
3: Yeah. So you choose their
1: body, then you choose the head, then the the hair and the weapons and the, everything, and then they'll send you that version. Which all you know, you get the
2: STL file obviously mm. to print. Again, itself, that but, yeah. that makes me even more happy for like individualization within yeah. units. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, very good oh, for that. those people as you say, Jerry, who are correctly using them for role-playing games.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm, 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 I'm sure Jerry's looking at the 3D render going, there's something not quite right here. That base, why is it round?
0: (laughs) I I imagine that's just to help it root him. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, So, a Free, do you want to choose a category?
3: Oh, I feel like, okay, just to add a bit of variation here, because we have gone into... Well, I know it is still fantasy, but fantasy football, I just want to see how different it is compared oh, to other bits. I think the other they've
1: got like one or two yeah, models. Yeah, two it's... models, there you go. So, yeah,
3: so. Still interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And I had to pick the one that only had two in it, didn't
1: I? <laughs> <laughs> but the cool, the cool thing about this one is that they took, well, there's like a, it's an alternative sculpt almost of their slayer that they did previously but with the ball and everything, which looks
2: fantastic. I do love that his number is hanging off his ponytail
3: ah <laughs> oh, yeah, nice that's touch. awesome that's a nice touch
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: that is cool well then otherwise the undead for me then undead. have a look at Un- the undead fun dead undead. I,
1: like yeah. I believe they actually got some uh new stuff nice. quite recently the undead as well
0: yeah um this week in fact they've they've just started showing off some new undead stuff
1: yeah mm-hmm. so we So they did there. um Previous to what was available this week, it's right in the, right in the middle, Jerry, right in the middle.
3: There. there you go. Uh,
1: they had all the metal and resin stuff, so Ooh. they did vampires and necromancers and that kind of thing. Uh, and then the newer ones are the ones you can see in the resin now, which are the, the White Lords, the Wraiths, and the Skeleton Warriors, which came out as well.
3: They so. are very cool. Mm-hmm. Since
1: everyone's getting very undead at the moment... Um, <laughs> it probably is a good time to
0: make undead miniatures, so yeah, <laughs> the, the classic necromancer,
3: yeah, okay. yeah, tell his
0: necromancer he's got a scythe, yeah, and a friend with a shovel somewhere <laughs> off camera. <laughs> <laughs> I apprentice's was his first job,
1: grizzly be... shovel. Was it the manti- mantic the mantic necromancer who was like stroking the head of his buddy as he came out of the ground? No, he's it?
0: he's like a puppet. He's got one oh, hand as yeah, if he's yeah. pulling it up with mm-hmm. invisible puppety strings. See, Thanks. I always but, thought yeah, he she... was like
1: stroking his head and be like, "Come sure. on, <laughs> he <could do> that <laughs> no, as
0: well."
2: i
1: mean, uh, so do that nice
0: Jurassic Park with the
2: the raptor. Come on, little one. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
0: There's an impressive one there. He's got wow. his dead friends holding his book up for him.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, teamwork makes a dream work, doesn't it? Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But no, very much got like,
1: a, I, I liked that one in particular because it had that slightly Nagash vibe yep. sort of back when he
0: was a mortal rather than I, uh, I a had guard, that Nagash so. vibe when you couldn't buy Nagash. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like you say, you know, being able to grab things that fit into a, an army that didn't have... Uh, specific Mm. miniatures at that stage was always handy yeah but there you can see a couple of options with sword and with helmet Mm -hmm. and bald head so you can make manfred
1: or vlad (laughs) options yeah Uh, trademark my (laughs) friends once actually
2: tried to get me to make like an eighth edition army and they just wanted me to do the the von karstein family mafia I, I honestly
1: oh, think oh, the von Karstens yeah. are some of the coolest characters in Warhammer Fantasy. So yeah. Yeah.
0: this looks like something I've taken a picture of. I'm going to take, take a grip shot, but not quite get them all in. And rather than move back and take another picture, I'm just going to take the same picture but slightly from the other side. And this way, you can see it all.
2: Now, yeah. obviously, they, they are gorgeous. Lloyd, oh, yeah. Lloyd is going obviously. to adore stitching that one back together.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, Lloyd would probably um, take the shields off, mm. uh, but apart from that, I think these are really great. They look like a rock man to me.
3: That's <laughs> flowing As well,
0: this guy in particular.
3: He does look like he should belong on a bottle of Trooper, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, but definitely There's something definitely that, that I don't see many of those these days.
1: The th- the thing that I'd use these for is um, maybe as unit champions rather than indiv- like buying lots and lots of them, if you know what I mean. Hmm. I think I'd maybe use them as the command element of a force uh, or as the leaders of units and that kind of thing. It's or in dungeons
0: for... as characterful skeleton yeah, warriors. I was going to say, for, it's for small skirmish games, like dungeon crawlers or that sort of thing, where you're only having a handful on the tabletop, yeah. uh, having yeah. the individuality is particularly good. I like the mm-hmm. two wraiths, or wraiths and white, they've done because they're both floating mm-hmm. um, by the medium of a... Movement, Peg. Oh, to try to I also like that Wraith in Spanish is Espector. Espector. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <very cool. laughs> yeah. it's nice to be coming here. I mean, that, I suppose that has to be done as a resin cast to get all those oh, yeah. thin the... pieces of all the holes through yeah. it. It's yeah. something
2: we're seeing a lot more with this style of miniature is the, the sculptors are starting to use a lot more negative space. Yeah, Yeah. Which I find really cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's always nice because uh, when you look at some of the older miniatures that are out there, obviously very nice. But you can tell that they're just big blocks Mm. within the thing, whereas this gives it a little bit more of a, a, say, realistic look on the tabletop. Uh, But it certainly works well. I'll say
0: Felix needs to shake off the skull motif, though. (laughs) That's a fierce amount of skulls on his shoulder. Yeah, And the Wraith has the same thing, where there's just yeah. like what looks to be just a string of skulls from one shoulder to the other.
2: You know, I mean, he's workshop you know, and skulls <laughs> on skulls for workshop, it's a thing. A
0: lot, lot of the other range he hasn't skulled up. Yeah. Just because it's undead doesn't mean they all have to have it. Oh,
3: there's some more skulls in the scythe there, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: But that that one's uh, not a million miles away from, what you call it, or oh, Darby O'Gill. <laughs> <laughs> like the Banshee? Yeah, that, that's that's coming harding at children everywhere. <laughs> one of Sean Connery's finest
1: moments. Now, my my favourite of the newer stuff is the one, uh, the other one that they did for these, mainly because it looks a little bit like Krell. Well, in fact, it is Krell. Um, but <laughs> if, 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 yeah, if you're a fan of Heinrich Kemmler from mm-hmm. a Fantasy, this is his faithful chaos servant mm-hmm. and brought back from the dead to kick ass and take names. And look at all those holes in that resin Yeah, camp. that's <laughs> brilliant
3: though. Brilliant. It's like you said though, it makes it look different on the tabletop when you've got bits like that. And using the negative space alone, yeah. just it will add that texture of that there's wind blowing on the tabletop yeah. and it doesn't look just so, it looks a bit more gentle, doesn't it? Mm. how
2: <laughs> you're looking at the miniature, seeing like little flashes of color through the holes and seeing the the change in shape can be, yeah. I don't know, it's very appealing. Mm, very. Jerry, what, are you,
0: what are you going to pick, Jerry? Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, I know what's ooh. in the ogres. Uh, I'll go <laughs> for the Kingdom ooh. of Aquitaine. Ooh. Oh, one <laughs> <doctor>.
1: <laughs> so if you're looking for someone a slightly more, I guess you, the way that I'd view him is a bit more dark souls I mm. guess he
3: does. Uh, to be honest, I was noticing that with the um, undead, they look very, yeah. but bl- bl- they could fit into a bloodborne universe. You know, mm, mm-hmm. very much so.
1: Uh, but it's also nice to see, like, a gallant knight without a sword and an axe instead. So mm. it's very
0: awesome. You know, very going full cool. King Richard. Yeah. <laughs> but all with an axe.
1: They also do um, uh, the Kingdom of Men, I think, is very much more of, like, the Empire stuff. Yeah. So Empire, Empire of Men is a bit more. Uh, We've got some
2: Bretonnians in there. There are a few. Um, I like the Inquisitor. But, yeah. yeah.
0: That were the uh, stallion feel. Mm-hmm. So if you're making a Dogs of War army,
1: then these are options for you to pick up. Mm. So, <laughs> If you're making an army that exists solely from eBay purchases, actually, I suppose. but uh... It's all
0: right. I've got plenty of Dogs of War, mate. Of course you do, Jerry. <laughs> I have a shocking amount of the things we've been looking at in here as well. <laughs> but
2: sometimes uh, I think Jerry's Friday night is just sitting on the internet going, I don't have that. I don't have that. I don't have that. Need, I have that, but I want to have that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that. But the most important question is, how much of it do you have painted, Jared?
0: Um,
3: yeah,
0: I, uh, yeah. We, we <laughs> don't I've, ask I've those got, kind of questions. I've got three boxes of those. I have three boxes of those to berserkers, and none wow. of them are off their sprues.
3: No. I don't mean to make you feel attacked or so No, yeah. no
0: <laughs> it, it doesn't. I just... Uh, I really like
1: max. the... I really like the warrior priestess from this range. I think she looks awesome. Just bringing the hammer down on someone. Oh, halfling rogue as well. Oh, yeah. If You're going for a sneaky
0: backstabber. Nice! (laughs) Very cool. Yeah. They are a delightful set.
3: They are.
0: Um, I mean, that's that's one of the things. Felix doesn't just sculpt himself anymore. I think there's a couple of other sculptors have joined him. Yeah. Uh, It would be nice if they started doing some more of the, the regiment sets, but I have a feeling that they, they weren't working out economically viable, I think, was the problem. I think because
1: it was the hard plastic stuff, it was becoming a bit uh, yeah. bit awkward, yeah. Yeah,
0: so, well, the hard, the hard plastic was the unicast, and then the, um, the, the PVC stuff was, hmm. they had to go through another company, and they were having great difficulty with actual yeah. supply with them. Yeah,
2: honestly, if, if these guys started looking at maybe doing some unicast uh, miniatures, it might be really great for getting some of those regiment boxes out.
1: Does seem to be a new technique a lot of well that has been working well for Archon, especially. So,
2: well, it's it's something I looked at whenever it was first coming out. It worked out like I don't know, maybe a fifth of the cost of doing like a traditional hard plastic miniature. It was like I can't remember the exact number, but it was like way, way cheaper. Mm. Oh, Jerry, man after my heart. (laughs) Since
0: since I mentioned it, I suppose I should have these shorts.
3: Ben was like, why didn't we come here first?
0: <laughs> if you fancy decorating your tabletop in a Warcraft way. Wow. Just have one of these on top of your massive dwarf fortress. I want to make the dwarven
1: argoneths. So have those two standing in front of like a river to Barakvar, like all the the sea entrance to Barakvar mm-hmm. with the massive dwarven hole behind it with those
2: there. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the but, nice thing is because these are 3D prints, Ben, we can make them as big as you want. Yeah.
0: <laughs> The, night, actually, the night, that big whoops. dwarves are quite small anyway. They could be like
1: regular human-sized <laughs> statues, the
0: and they,
1: they make up for it with their architecture. That's uh, <laughs> oh,
3: somebody's stunning. Actually that's fire. beautifully painted.
2: Very nice, nicely run out. The nice
1: thing about it as well is that they've kind of tried to go for... They've got like Grungni and Grimnir and then the Dwarven statue of like the Lord to be like the Lord of the Hold. The only thing they're missing is Malaya, and then you have all of the Dwarven pantheon. Mm-hmm. Man, am I showing my nerd? I don't know. <laughs> no, you <not. laughs> It's impressive, yeah. but Someone's used it as a trophy. That's cool.
3: That's awesome.
1: Um, yeah. No, Very cool stuff indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also... Um, recommend having a look at the Orc collection in particular, because okay. alongside the Dwarves, which were kind of like their, one of the first things they went to, oh, rather. Sure. Oh, 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 I am. Uh-huh. Gary, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> they,
0: have, they have a patron. I'm just trying to <laughs> see what's on it. Uh, but yeah, I'll go to the Orcs in a minute.
4: Yeah.
1: But I think this is them looking at sort of giving out the SDL files of the stuff that is now on their store, which is mm. pretty cool. Because mm. we're, we're seeing this a lot with different companies, um, is that they... Test them out on Patreon, see whether or not people like them. And then if they do well, then they put them into their stores later as
2: well. So yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. That is a brilliant idea.
2: Also, it means that whenever they bring out something like brand spanking new that people really want to lay their hands on, they have no supply chain. It's yeah. Just, here you go, it's yeah. in your email. Yep, yeah.
1: <laughs> Rock on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a look at the orcs the and, and goblins. And then I think the barbarians are pretty awesome as well, actually. Maybe I'm just going to click. Well, maybe we'll just stay on here for the entire <laughs> <time>. um, <laughs> but like I'm a big fan of dwarves, but I also like their ancient enemy, the orcs and the goblins, the greenskins. And I, I think yeah, they've done so many characterful pieces um, for these. And you know how Warren a couple of weeks ago was talking about yeah. um, savage, brutal orcs? Mm-hmm. I think they've done that well. Very here. much so. In uh, they look that like they would just cleave your head off.
2: <laughs> yeah. So. Again, it's whenever Workshop changed their fantasy orcs the last time, I kind of fell out with it because it, the armor and stuff was way too clean. The orcs, you mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The 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 style of them just became way too clean. I always loved sort of the the patch together look of the old school orcs. That
1: looks, it looks like, like they've used candy blowing. for that or something. <laughs> <laughs> they have Twizzlers or something? <laughs>
0: Wow, that's what it would look like if if I glued it together. (laughs) Not going to happen. This is how Jerry counts things as
1: being painted when he sees other people doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, lived uh, vicariously (laughs) through
2: it. Technically painting vicariously.
1: (laughs) But no, really awesome stuff, especially if you're trying to make like like a very varied force because a lot of the time you'll see that it'll be orc war bosses and then orcs and goblins underneath them. But I like that they actually went into the depth of doing more shamans and uh, war chiefs for the goblins as well, so that you could do a little bit more of like a stunty force yeah. out there to hunt down um Dowie in the
0: tunnels. He's stuff. particularly he, nice because he's just taking the mech out of the dwarf, remember the dwarf lord, on a shield with a shield. Yeah. King Ulrich, I think he's got yeah. a very, it's a, I'm going to say it's a rune shield, hang on, lift it <laughs> down from the shelf. <laughs> yeah, it's a dwarven rune shield, and it's all God, even though it. he's just, even though he's covering most of it because he's bouncing on the top. All of the shield is all sculpted on there. It's if really you don't awesome, want to have him on the top, he could yeah. be uh, elsewhere. I didn't bother with the eel mug for mine because <laughs> uh, that's that's actually an optional piece. Oh, cool! What's the other
1: drink. thing he has then? Is it just uh, a, just a open, hand.
0: open hand? Yeah, oh, so okay. it was just a little. If you want to put a pint in his hand, you can just to show people. That Why he's would been you not? all you him.
3: Absolutely. He's going to spill it, though, if he's not careful. Uh,
0: dwarf King, Scrig, Scrig Dwarf Mocker. Yep. What a, what a Grottling shield bearer. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, honestly, these would make a fantastic warband for something like Frostgrave.
1: I think that would be really cool as, like, an alternative, yeah, because while Frostgrave is mainly humans, there's nothing to say you can't have, like, you know, well, if you're doing, like, a
2: warlord version, just fine, run it with the same stat lines, but you can just yeah, run yeah. these guys. mm mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, just no reason, no reason not to. There, there's nothing. There's nothing inherent in Frostgrave that means yeah, they yeah. have to be human.
2: Well, yeah. well, the first game I ever played was actually a, a dwarf wizard band.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: He's quite nice, I will say. It, yeah. He's very, he's very top he's very heavy. It's 20, really point
3: nice point. to see them looking a bit more menacing than more whimsical. To be honest, yeah. Because that's what puts me off of orcs. I love orcs and goblins anyway, but quite a lot you do find are very whimsical, and mm. I just want them to look like outright savages. Yeah, and yeah. this does this exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, have you started a dwarf war, uh, an orc war band, at uh, at uh, at any point now? Free? So.
3: <laughs> oh no, that's it. The, the holding will continue. <laughs>
1: I love how I immediately just said, we'll have you starting a Dwarf Warband <laughs> without yeah. even checking right. myself. It's
3: subliminal, so, that's yeah. what it is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's kind of doing yeah. the Darren Brown. He'll say, Dwarf Warband, and it's just like, but I want an Ark Warband, but Dwarf Warband. <laughs> i order it, and it's just like, why did I order a Dwarf Warband?
0: <laughs> what's going on here? Well, what's going on here is they've sculpted the Crown of Command on that oh, goblin, yeah, yeah. because that makes sense, because nobody ever took a goblin uh, army that didn't have the crown of command.
2: It has the shiny hat you'll be? A
0: modified leadership. Yes, yeah, please. Oh, and I oh love Lord. that. That's cool. It's winning friends and influencing people. <laughs> Make sure that you put many, many pennies under that base. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. Or, or, or the
0: heaviest like penny, penny you can find.
1: Square of lead. Yeah. <laughs> nah. I mean, it kind of it really reminds me of the old Goblin brilliant.
0: Fanatics. It yeah. does, yeah. Yeah. I've a sneaking suspicion he may have sculpted those. Yeah. It would make sense because
1: they've got that kind of style to them. Mm-hmm. The sort of like slightly more loony twisted style that you
0: get with a lot of and, these sculptures the so, beautifully. Yeah.
3: I yeah. oh, was about gonna... to ask but you Hello. preempted my question in saying, how would you not get that to fall over? That you've already said it.
0: So, yeah. They lean backwards off the base to account for the fact that they're flying off the front of it with something else equally. I, I have made many, 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 many
1: standard
2: bearers for units that will always fall over until you put <laughs> a penny in the base. So yeah.
3: Which good too. Thank you.
2: If you are ever passing a passing a building site free and you see there's a little bit of scrap lead setting, just grab it.
3: <laughs> I start collecting Yoink.
1: it. This was one of their um, kits that's a little bit more. Uh, there's a few more options in it, mm. so you could tweak around the different weapon sets and that kind of thing, which is really cool. Uh, cool. I wasn't as overly enamored by the axe in this for this guy, but yeah. I liked the choppers, I
0: thought they were really cool. Mm. So, yeah. uh, I yeah, like them with the, 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 a bit... the weapon and
2: shield, mm. Bent, yeah, bendy.
0: Actually, do bendy, just looks Banana. strange. Yeah. But no, an, an S bend like a scythe would have made sense in there, yeah, I suppose. yeah, I suppose, yeah. Mm. yeah. It's metal, you uh, can always twist it back. Yeah. Uh, and a very, very um, cool. Oh, I should have of seal plastic cast luggage. plastic these days.
1: Oh, there you go. Wow. Oh. Nice. They step things up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, an absolutely fantastic range. And this is like kind of just scratching the surface of kind yeah. of what they do. Mm. Like, obviously, there's all the vermin stuff. So there's loads of. Um, like scaveny style creatures in there they've done beasts so actually we should probably have a look at the beasts because i think they're really cool for the uh, or the beasts of the arena i was going to suggest because i think good. they've done some like big monsters it's just about the 3d printable scenery one um because they've done some like creatures that wow. you fight in the arena which is really cool um so i uh, and the thing that really got me with these is that I think these would be fantastic if you were diving into something like Warcry. Do mm-hmm. you know how they've got lots of creatures that will sort of invade the tabletop when you're playing games? Use these for that. Or if you're doing a slightly more like Warhammer-themed Frostgrave, perhaps, maybe throw these into some of the wandering monsters that are stalking nice. throughout the city and stuff. So, yeah.
2: But no, really cool stuff. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Oops, someone feels their demonic ascension. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Asked for too many boons from Sunesh. That was the, uh... oh no, it's a pestilency one.
2: Uh, oh, yeah. So Papa Nurgle went, I love you so much, but I'm going to make you blob. <laughs> that
0: yeah, would be perfect gladiator. for
2: any
1: diorama. Stick that in front oh, of yeah. a, a hero with this shield up, and you'd have a, yeah. a very cool
0: scene. You, later, even just
2: have like a, a camp scene with it leaping out from the forest behind them.
0: Find yourself a model of a gladiator. Father to a murdered son so on and so forth <laughs> <laughs> I just had him there it yeah.
1: was his birthday recently this week there you go Russell Crowe so there go. happy birthday Russell Crowe
0: he'll <laughs> nice. yeah. be pleased to hear that because I know he watches yeah. yeah fantastic pick when he's fighting around the world <laughs> fantastic pick uh, for India of the Week um, yeah very cool. of war. some stunning fantasy uh, miniatures mm-hmm. for I mean the death the death match game itself is is good fun ninth age if people are interested uh they can go to the ninth age or google it and you'll find the the full rules for Mm -hmm. free and they've recently um updated some of the backstory and lore behind it because they've they've moved the ninth age away from being just a rule set that you can keep playing warhammer with to actually being its own world as well so we'll we'll throw the little things in the doobly-doo below (laughs) uh if you want to have a look at uh, the ninth age as well and get an idea of what you can use these fantastic figures for but next up the news coming to you from the center of northwestern europe covering board games war games card games and all that you love it's the news (laughs)
1: Diving into the news for this week uh we have something that we had prepared lovely lloyd but mm. you know anyway jerry you get to talk about it, how cool this is but anyway because there are some new previews for bot war that were uh, sent to us by trader galaxies
0: which is very cool yeah um very very cool indeed as somebody not a million miles away from me would say uh, <laughs> so the idea behind these uh, if you're unaware uh bot war is essentially uh a rebellion of AIs from a different plane <clears throat> leads to these robots crashing into a alternate version of Earth in the 80s, and, uh, and you've got good guys and bad guys, and they side with various parts of humanity and kick the toys out of each other in giant robot form. Mm-hmm. Now, the new faction, the trashers, are ones who have essentially dwarven themselves up they've gone full troll slayer uh they've Love done it. something so horrible that they've deliberately overridden their own um i suppose uh, their, their own personality with a trasher command which just replaces them sort of like a death uh, through you know to abstain themselves or absolve themselves from dishonor uh and they just become these Sword and axe wielding maniacs who just come swinging in there and ruffle stomping until the until the shame <laughs> is obliterated. So, if right. you've ever wondered why dwarf troll slayers can't be transformers, well, you know, you know apparently, <laughs> apparently there is no reason yeah. why yeah. you can't do this.
2: I'm loving the punky feel off of it yeah, that.
0: yeah. It's it's Mad Max meets Troll Slayers meets Transformers yeah. Yeah. in a ridiculous blend
2: i mean clearly i need to paint these up with some of the anarchist symbols on them or like with transfers <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and this is um, a slightly new way that the they've decided to launch uh, a faction from traders uh in that rather than build up over time as they have done in the past uh this one's come fully formed so every every model for the faction is available in one go so you're not having to try and play catch up over months uh if people already have valiants or atlanteans or whoever it is for bot wars then you can just go well I, I fancy playing the the trasher faction and you can just go in there and actually get the whole thing in one go including the amazing oh yes so
3: that's amazing you
0: want who, nice who, Simpsons reference there. He is—he's one of the combiners. So he's about 13 centimeters tall. He's—he's he's a big, wow. big, big. Wow! Fella. Nice. Um, not all of them are that big, but they do, do these—they do do these combiners um mm-hmm. where they sort of not—not not quite build them all together because they don't transform uh, game-wise. They are just sentient AI programs that are given. Bot forms, mm-hmm. um so it's not actually multiple machines combining, but the the big <laughs> the big combiners are just monstrous. Essentially, they um, are excellent, aren't they? And are there many factions to the game, Jerry? Oh yeah, uh there's there's quite a few. In fact, if I hop over there at the moment, there's one of the exclusives. There are two but, exclusives: Dicer ah, nice. and Fury. Um, these are the current. So, Atlanticans. Space Lords, Coils, Deceivers, Democracy, the Investors, Overlords, Red Star Nation, Trashers, and the Valiants. And the way it works is yes. in the 80s, mankind was being attacked by the Atlanticans who came up out of Atlantis and started killing everybody with their amazing Atlantis-like technology. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that happened just at the same time that the Valiants and the Deceivers crashed into Earth and the Valiants happened to land in the not America land <laughs> uh, and then went oh no atlanteans are uh, uh, attacking you we'll help you in our giant stompy robot forms i mm. went giant stompy robot it's an amazing story um so yeah uh, they've added to these the trashers being the exciting and new faction mm-hmm. um you can like i say pick them up already in a variety of ways so you can get them with the the actual um rule sets if you don't have the rule sets or you can just buy the individual blister packs so these are pre-orders for june although they are hoping to start shipping in may Mm -hmm. um but it means you can go in there and grab blister packs with i think three of them in there so crusher dicer beat up that's the standard dicer where you get the big trash of sore or for the, the very limited time they've done the titanic army deal now i don't know how many of these are left because uh, the trash army deal is already sold out but there were 35 sets of the titanic army deal which is all 15 wow uh, uh we, actually trash is was 14 centimeters tall nice um big boy so it's, it's the 15 plus the two alternate sculpts mm-hmm. um, which are only available in this so yeah it's a, a ridiculously oh, yeah. awesome uh, do they
1: are they is, is it resin or is it metal i can't remember what the uh, material depends
0: is. uh it started off being metal um and then they've moved to resin i think they may still use metal for some of the smaller figures mm-hmm. when i say smaller these are oh uh sort of 40 or 50 mil and then, and then the like, actual
1: uh, game scale is like 10 mil isn't it or
0: game scales uh, 10 mil because yeah. the actual um game itself even though you fight with giant stumpy robots, there are ten mil human figures and, and Atlantican uh, figures that you can mm-hmm. fight against. So it plays like a, a big skirmish game with these stompy robots, but if you decide to play with, you know, people in tanks or humans mm-hmm. running down a main street, then then you can actually see the sort of the ten mil side. Uh, there is a twenty eight mil skirmish version as well if you don't want to go for stompy robots, but stumpy robots are a thing. Why would you avoid that?
3: Yeah. Why would you go for anything else when you have the option to have a big stumpy robot?
2: Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> what are the options for getting into the game, Jerry? Say it was me and a mate wanting to dive in.
0: Uh there's two player starter set. Oh. But there's also both the rule book and a PDF. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the two player starter set contains some uh, valiants and deceivers, and mm-hmm. then the um the the book or PDF uh, can be picked up. If you don't plan on playing either of those factions but want to go for somebody else, mm-hmm. you can go that way. Um, I'm actually hoping to interview Anthony, um, the guy who created it mm-hmm. soon with, uh, just about the, the game in general, um, and, and sort of delve into what his plans are and where he's going and what he's up to. But as you nice. saying, we've got, wow. you've got, we have got some ridiculously stumpy things, you know, the stumpy goodness. <laughs> and obviously the Atlanticans had to fight giant stumpy robots with giant stumpy robots.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, like. Happens. If you're wanting to build up your table i would very very quickly go and grab some drop zone commander terrain you know the the cardboard terrain sets would that be set. perfect for it yeah if mm. if those are still about those would be amazing for it you can do a nice big city for your stomping robots to go stomping around in
0: yeah but it's it's fantastic it's nice to see a new faction as well and taking it a little bit differently mm. um because you've got a whole the whole backstory is very much uh like an ai rebellion in heaven Before the bots land on Earth. And the the trashers being these people who, you know, the initial trashers were the people who were piloting the valiant ship that accidentally crashed into the prison into Earth. Mm -hmm. So that they kind of wanted to obliterate their name and the shame that goes with it. Uh, And now you can just go whole hog, uh, nutter butter down the street with a a 50 foot stumpy robot with swords. I think the thing that's nice about it, the thing that's nice about it
1: as a range as well is that it's one of those games that, um, Kind of encourages you to paint bright colours um, <laughs> and go for that kind of retro look from sort of uh, that that other property that includes robots
0: that are massive. That, that is, that is <laughs> not very yeah, true. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's an awful lot to be said for bright primary colours. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very cool. mm. uh,
1: so next up, we have a little bit of a quick news, as it mm. were, uh, that uh, Grey for Now Games, who a lot of people will uh, be aware created Test of Honor, uh, and sort of like revamped it for its new edition of it as well, mm. and make some amazing samurai models, are actually going to be going to World War II next um, with their new game, which is going to be called O200 Hours. So the idea behind this is that you're going to be playing as groups of commandos, SAS soldiers, that kind of thing, so sort of specialist troops behind enemy lines, sort of sneaking your way into facilities, blowing up bridges, taking out railroads, um, taking assassinating commanders of the enemy units and that kind of thing, and sort of playing through interesting stealthy scenarios that aren't all grenades and explosions and tanks and everything. It's very much more of like a personal experience, which I think is just fantastic, really. And it's the kind of side of World War II that I really like as well.
2: Yeah, um, so you can do like Pegasus Bridge or the yeah. Invasion of Holland, things like yes. that. Yeah.
1: In addition to that, as well as being able to play as the commandos and that kind of side of things, you'll also get the chance to play as the people... Uh, sort of in charge of these compounds and you know the bridges and the railroads and that kind of thing so if you want to play as the Germans who are setting up patrol routes and getting their dogs ready to hunt down people and that kind of thing they're also working on that side of the the range as well so there's two sides to it which is really nice I personally like the idea of being that person who kind of sets up the board a little bit sort of game master style Mm -hmm. and being like I've got all the patrol routes I'm going to try and sneak I'm going to find you where you're sneaking behind fences and that kind of thing hunt you down with my dogs I think it'd be very cool (laughs) uh in when addition I to the feeling you always
2: wanted to play the aliens in XCOM.
1: well we have some <laughs> of the coolest stuff right. <laughs> why wouldn't you want to play as the massive huge mutons that can crush people into yeah. paste exactly
3: <laughs> we're, we're back to the whole why would you not want to play as giant stompy robots um
1: the other thing i i sort of mentioned to jerry um as we were sort of looking to film this as well is that I would imagine Grey for Now Games are going to be making their own range of miniatures, regardless, because they have been doing that quite recently. But there are some options out there from a different, a couple of different companies that might be worth checking out. Uh, that would be a good idea, sort of like start your commando collection. Um, so we've got, I think it's Artisan Designs and War Games Foundry, the two mm-hmm. that we had a peek at. So. Yeah,
0: um, the thing with this is it is literally just night missions, so mm-hmm. these are not by any means. Uh, the the only matter or the only, the only ways you can get in there with the likes of um, Mm -hmm. British commandos, because you've, you've also got resistance fighters. So you could be doing resistance sort of blow up a railway track in France, Um, in which case war games, Atlantic is a good way to go. Or you could do uh, the very famous, the long range desert uh, group, the the British patrol that would go through uh, North Africa in the middle of the night and find airfields and, you know, drive in, spray machine gun fire everywhere, blow them all up, and then get out as quickly as you possibly can. So you've got, <laughs> you've got things like Sentry models uh, for the Africa Corps, and you've got uh, the various British models as well. So yeah. th- there's a wealth, anything you can think of from mm. small unit action, U.S. Rangers attempting to t- knock out gun batteries on D-Day, that could be, uh, you know, mm. an option. Or the para uh, trips, yeah, like U.S. Airborne landing.
2: A little bit more what if like an assault on cold it
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah could do that or uh take out the um hard water the heavy water plant in telemark mm-hmm. in norway for, for the the classic heroes of telemark which mm. is a terrible version of a fantastic raid <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah there, there's lots of of people out there already doing uh interesting stuff and when you go into things like this Obviously, we're we're talking about using sort of parish, uh, paratroops, partisans, and commandos, mm-hmm. um, which are all obviously fantastic. But if you want to do the eagle has landed and have your Germans attacking the fictional British village, and then you've got all your British characters mm. uh, and the home guard and people on bicycles—that right? would that be that brief. whole scene yeah. as well, yeah. where you're doing it essentially in reverse as you attempt to uh, mm. kill Churchill.
2: <laughs> i see i i my brain kind of goes a little bit dad's army you know your name shall also go on the list what is it don't tell him pike
0: uh, you know if you want to do that then you can also do it because you have the home guard heroes there oh yeah which contains uh pike yes. fraser jones Manring, wilson godfrey and i can't remember the captain's name i'm sorry <laughs>
3: You got so Ma- far. Ma-
0: Mannering. Mannering. No, no, because the captain manoring oh. in the middle by his, oh, his yeah. CEO, who would accuse me. Oh, Wilson? No, Wilson. No. Well, no, Wilson was know. lieutenant played by Major. Oh, yeah. legendary. But God anyway, yeah. Um, but, okay. there, there are loads of commando miniatures out there, loads of, of uh, specialists, and it'll be interesting to see what they actually plan on doing um, when it comes to getting into the, the game design, because you can join the Facebook group now, and the link is mm-hmm. in the, the news article there, um, and Graham said when they come closer to playtesting time, they will be looking for people to help out, so at the moment, the group is is growing, but it's just people going, I'm interested in what you're planning, I'd love to see what you're planning on doing, maybe you could include dot dot dot, guard dogs, yeah. being tins on strings, whatever, people, <laughs> are just, people are just throwing ideas in at the moment, and people are going, oh, that's good, oh, I like that, well, that'd be interesting. But- the
1: thing that's nice about it as uh, as concept is that it's taking a different approach to World War II. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying earlier, obviously, you, you've got games like um, Flames of War that deal with the slightly more armoured element of World War II. You've yeah. got bolt action that kind of ranges between skirmishes through to full-blown battles, whereas this is a little bit more of an intimate, personal style skirmish game where you're going to potentially have like a handful of figures per side and that kind of thing so it'll allow you to create really interesting diverse and incredibly cluttered i guess would be the right word tabletops yeah um full of cover and things that you need to hide behind and stuff so
0: yeah yeah i mean well we're only a couple of weeks fact, Yeah, literally a couple of weeks since the anniversary of the San Nazare raid, the, one of the mm-hmm. most famous World War II raids of all time, which is a prime example because you, can yeah. even, you could split that down in a game like this where you don't play the whole raid out at once, but you could play taking out the pump house and have that as a little independent scenario of its own and, and play all of those parts. So I'm, I'm really, I'm curious to see where he goes because it, it seems like there are ideas of games like we talked about V commandos last week um, where you have that commando or special ops force style board game Mm -hmm. but this is pulling it out of a board game and into a miniatures game and it's it's strange where you you see board games are starting to take on certain miniature game elements and miniature (laughs) games are starting to take on board game elements yeah Yeah. we're, we're starting to see a blur there
2: Although, if, again, if you're looking for a miniatures range to look at, the miniatures from V Commandos would be really great for this game.
0: <laughs> they would, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. There's some yeah. lovely stuff in there. So, yeah, fascinating uh, to see where they're going and also getting getting the chance to get in early uh, in the mm-hmm. development of the game and, and have your say. And, you know, you've no excuse when it comes out going, oh, that's not the game I wanted to play. You know, join the group. You should and, have helped at the and, beginning. <laughs> <and help them. laughs> yeah. State your case for why you need yeah. whatever that is, why you need tiny germans mounted on alsatians <laughs> running patrols around the outside of your oh, yeah. you know who knows yep. skiers lots of skiers everywhere
3: there's a new game coming up from z-man games as well and a board mm. game just literally transitioning over to board games mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um it's called cryo so i find the concept of cryo really really interesting so i just want a question for you guys who out of the on table top team do you think would survive on a planet if you would crash land on a planet it was freezing who would be the last one to survive who do you think?
0: okay jerry oh jerry, jerry. it's interesting you because you know see here's the thing
2: I, I we have done like a horrible eating challenge one time right good the rest yeah. of us were like oh, and jerry was just like that's rather nice <laughs> that's why i think jerry would survive protein he would is find protein. whatever whatever is on the planet see, that's edible and he's fine I, I
1: think Jerry would accept his inevitability and would just be like, "I'm just going to walk off, and enjoy I, the ride." Go, go well, I'm Captain Oats. Whereas, whereas I think Lloyd would plan out a very ingenious way for us all to disappear <laughs> and use his skills in order to keep himself alive. I think that would be the—he'd be
0: the the dark horse of the crew. <laughs> could, could we? I'm just saying this. Assuming we all come down together, but could we use Warren like a tauntaun? because the the game itself um...
3: yeah the cryo itself so you work there's two to four of you you've crash landed onto a planet and uh, obviously, the planet is is not nice. It's not a a lovely planet full of lovely food and people and loads of aliens setting up <laughs> and wishing you a warm hearty welcome. You are more than likely going to die on this planet. And what you've got to do is against your op- opponents is try to survive. And you've got to hide in these underground tunnels, um, build and try and salvage what's left of your ship to attempt to survive. And whoever is the last one standing within the um exhibition is the winner
1: Mm. the thing that i really liked about this when i was having a look at it all uh, when you put the new story up was that it's got kind of really awesome engine building mechanics in it which i love and worker placement which i also love Mm -hmm. but it's also got like a little bit of backstabbing and sabotage oh yeah because like as you're saying the theme of it is that something goes wrong on the ship one of you brought down the ship onto this planet. Yep. And and yeah, And so, so there are still opportunities to backstab people in the middle of this as well. So it's a little yep. bit of a nice mix between sort of the Euro game style and also that America thrash trash, however yep. I mean, you want to say it, um, elements as well. So it's really Euro trash. Yes.
3: It's <laughs> it does seem like a free for all. And you've got, yeah. I think my problem with this is I, I'm, I will always end up hiding. I'm not, I'm really one of those people that will just hide <laughs> and try and stay out of conflict as much as possible and hope no one wants to hurt me. And then I'm always the one person left because I hide in the shadows and I get taken down. <laughs> but I- yeah, it's a, uh, it, it does look really interesting. And I think with me, if I was to play this game especially, yeah. you know, I'd be so busy making sure that I was safe and forgetting that everybody else is doing the same thing and someone is going to come for me at some point.
2: I <laughs> uh, see. If, if you're playing it with us, you don't really have to worry because everybody in the office kind of has like their preferred target in board games, the elements. <laughs> we all do.
0: Admit it. We all do. Yeah. It yeah. does well, seem it's like true. a nice. Uh, it's- <laughs> I- my backstab element is you. Yes. Lauren's backstab <laughs> element is you. Yeah, no, my Lauren really enjoys backstabbing you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> It does seem like a nice mix of different
1: styles. And I really yes. like the the art to it. The, mm-hmm. the cover is very evocative, which is always nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then it looks like it's got really good components as well. Because, uh, you know, if you're going to pick up a board game, you want all the components to feel tactile and lovely and stuff. Because it's as much about the experience of moving things around on
2: cardboard yes. as it is actually playing the game. So. Yeah, and it, it doesn't look as if it's taking up like a huge amount of table no. space. So this Not could definitely top. be one that could easily be brought along with you to a convention when yeah. we're like conventions again.
3: Yeah, Yeah. I think just just going back to the artwork alone, I think when when you talk about kind of splice, 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 Splice. splice. oh, (laughs) wow, space. Space, space exploration games. space, game. <laughs> space exploration and kind of you do expect the theme to be dark but I do like how there's a lot of bright colours in this and yeah. I find with games that are quite small as well I always end up losing components and bits like that so they are quite brightly coloured and it doesn't look so sinister even though it is very uh, backstabby and sinister yeah. it is very bright coloured and really does fit that kind of space theme as it were yeah
0: and making cool. giant robot crabs and sharks is always good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for two to four players. I wonder if um, they could expand it, you know, have, a, have an expansion at some point that allows you to play a few more players on mm. it. Because sometimes yeah, games they... like these are contained by the components within it and mm. all it needs is an expansion that adds something new and two new players. You know, well, so see, if,
2: if I was adding to this game, I would add like an alien race coming after everyone yeah. and their goal is to murder everyone else.
3: So make it cool. like a
2: more aggressive playstyle for that player
3: yeah mm-hmm. you could have both competitive and events yeah. kind of things yeah, yeah. but That'd you could also have awesome.
2: that it gives the the original four players a reason to work together to take down mm-hmm. yeah. like that before they backstab each other
1: <laughs> <laughs> reminds yeah. me very much of the bioterrorist terrorist expansion for uh for pandemic very cool uh, that sort of added a sort of threat to the game which is very nice but yeah, very cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that, uh, we also have uh, some new stuff from P-Work War Games. So you'll be aware that they do lots of nice gaming mats, uh, and also they've done some MDF terrain as well. Um, but they're sort of stepping into the realm of role-playing games well at the moment um, because they've put together these new RPG tiles that went up for sale this week. Um, so they've designed three sets so far, There is the sewers, the dungeon, and the forest. And the idea is that these are MDF um, kits, sort of three mil um, tiles and stuff that you can use to put down and create the environments that you'd be playing your role-playing games in with miniatures, Jerry so yeah (laughs) well i I wouldn't say they're wrong (laughs) Uh, they've designed them with one inch squares um cut into the designs as you can see in some of these here so that you can play games out like dungeons and dragons and pathfinder which use that Mm -hmm. system for moving around grids and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but in addition to the actual tiles themselves they've also added these um uh, terrain elements as well. So you've got doors, which are really nice. You've got nice. pillars, you've got uh, sort of debris and ladders and things in the sewers as well. So they've really designed these up to be interesting um, sort of dungeon master tool sets that you could use in your encounters, which is cool. Um, obviously, them being MDF, you will need to do a little bit of painting on these. I reckon an airbrush would be a dream, perhaps. You know, yeah. spray something down into these, you'd be looking really good um, very quickly if you wanted to go that extra mile on the outdoor set you could also get some basic materials on that do some sort of texture paints and some flock and that kind of thing um but in general i think these are three really nice sets that kind of fill the uh the kind of uh, the gap that most people have in their collection is that you're going to need a dungeon you're going to need something for wilderness encounters, and you're going to need a sewer because at some point, a dungeon party, a dungeon adventuring party, will go down into a sewer. It's inevitable. Yeah. Especially
0: um, if the GM has not written a sewer yes. part for that adventure. What <laughs> 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 are uh, saying? Exactly.
3: It's like the start of a fantasy campaign. You kind of want to start in a tavern, don't you? you yeah.
2: Just, yeah. Be the yeah. tavern. send you into the yeah. basement or the sewer to just you know, take care of the rat problem. Exactly. Always got to kill the rats. Uh, oh, I means- will say, Ben, you see, if you want to paint these up like super quickly, mm-hmm. you could actually take rattle cans and spray these while they're yeah. still on the sprue and then start gluing them together. That would be a good idea. I'd and say. then you've got yeah. your initial colours down and then it's just weathering from there.
0: Yeah. Do you remember, oh, I'm going to say, it's like Fantasy Zone International. They, they did uh like
1: game zone game, game zone. zone that's the one i think they, yeah, yeah. they did the,
0: the fantasy 2d game start edition that's the name no, so, no yeah, neither words. Yeah. but they did, <laughs> they did the 2d stuff um, they did yes and it's all done in sepia tone mm-hmm. artwork sketches nice yeah and i'm looking at the burnt wood there and i'm thinking if you just had those standees yeah, I mean, would, would brother, work really well. I wouldn't even bother yeah. painting them in that case because I actually
1: they're... have that initial initial set and now you think now I think about it, that would be really cool. <laughs> that would be a nice stylistic choice. I think that'd be Well cool. if you want
2: to play like a black and white miniatures RPG. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very yeah, good stuff there. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something else as well, but I forgot what it was. Hope That was it. Hopefully uh, the folks at P-Works are going to do um, a few more different sets like this, because it would be nice to see them do additional parts that they sort of tinkered around with. Because obviously when you look at the uh, examples like the forest, they did a really good set of like trees and bushes and that kind of thing. And if they sort of went in that direction and added more of those um, accessories into the different sets, I think you could have some really nice stuff to play around with, especially
2: if you wanted to have quick and easy to paint up Um, sort of dungeon tiles and things. Look, there's a question for each of us. If you were doing a setting for this range, where would you go? Oh, okay.
0: I think it would be cool to do like... As in a a terrain setting or a world setting? setting,
2: A terrain setting for like a pack of this.
1: An urban dockland, dockside sort of... Dock's uh, nice. So you've got sort of cobbly styled tiles and then some sort of wharfs
2: and jetties and things attached to it as well. I think that would be cool. mm. i would do an internal tavern set or like a building set where you're like exploring different rooms yeah that is good yeah
3: Yeah. i would have said woodland woodland is already there for me woodland is my perfect but (laughs) if i can't have woodland i think mm, some kind of old village like you know kind of a burnt down village like a haunted
0: village kind of thing. yeah yeah Yeah. that'd That'd be be my one I'd probably go castle simply because then you could just tie it in with the dungeon. Yeah. You know, just a lot that of flagstone stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uphill, down deal. We shall so- send these ideas to P work. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick entrance to the dungeon uh, or the sewers via the guard robe off the side yeah, of the side. Yeah. Straight through the toilet and away. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you walk into the cloakroom. Oops, trap door.
0: Yeah, very nice
2: stuff there from the the folks at P-Work
1: and uh, looking forward to see what they do next. Uh, Then we've got some card game news from the folks at uh, Plaid Hat.
3: We have. There is a new edition. So Ashes Reborn by Plaid Hat Games is now available. So if you don't know, Ashes was a game that was initially released back in, I think it was about 2015-ish, around then. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and it went out of print. Um, and it's returned. So I'd hate to say how many people said this, but it is pretty much a phoenix rising out from the, oh. the <laughs> <laughs> um, we With some tweaks here and there to gameplay, but some uh, there's been kind of tweaks to the previous release stuff for the cards and the expansions. So this is a mix of a card and a dice game. So if you're keen on either of the two, uh, combined with a fantasy aspect, it's uh, definitely worth a look. Yeah. So the chance you're going to get is an exact same game every single time to play in Slim to None and all the individual characters just completely vary. So you're not going to get mm. the same game each time. Each individual character has their own different type of gameplay. And, of course, the artwork has been tweaked as well uh, to bring the game into a new current state. So that's really, really nice to see. Do Yeah. The best thing about playback Games have released like an upgrade pack as well. So, for those people that have kind of invested before in the kind of previous edition of all of the different things the first time round, you can buy the upgrade pack to make sure that you've got everything up to date, which I think is a really, really nice feature.
0: It's also handy because I just seen lurking at the bottom there that they're selling the old stock off at 50% uh, off. Remember? Yeah. yeah. The upgrade oh, you head, so, you, could, you could, if you don't mind the change in artwork, yep. uh, you yep. can get an initial set quite cheaply mm-hmm. and then just upgrade it to. Uh, to make it compatible with the new 1.5 version. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the artwork there is amazing.
3: Yeah, it's beautiful.
1: I think that's one of the nice things about it uh, as, a, in, as a game, as a whole, is that they've made it so that everything, as Free was saying, is very unique. Like yeah. each of the different Phoenix born, the heroes that you get mm-hmm. have this sort of set deck that has its own play style. It's a little bit like picking a champion in like a MOBA or something like yeah. that. Uh, and it feels really cool playing as like your unique hero going, going up against someone else. Yeah, And I really like the mix between the dice game and the card game because the dice add a little bit of an element of randomness to it, but then you mitigate that by the card choices you make and sort of what you do from turn to turn. So it's got a really nice feel that sort of like steps beyond the normal card game, which I think is really good. Um, but yeah, really good I fun. I, play, I played the original. I played the original game, and it was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, so it'll be nice to dive back in and maybe give
0: it another go. Actually, are I'll the dice set? Enough. So is is it the same dice for every character, or do characters have slightly different dice? In other mm-hmm. words, sometimes you'll get a defensive character might have more mm-hmm. shields, and an attacking character might have more hits, type of thing. Yeah. Or is it? So I
1: believe that it's there are certain dice that apply to multiple heroes. So a dice set is, like, tied to, like, three or four of them. Right. So and then warriors, their cards, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 And then their cards do different things based on the faces that are revealed when you yep. roll them and stuff. Or, yeah. well, not roll them, but use them on the tabletop, which is cool. So, yeah.
3: I think what's really nice that Plodhart have come out and said is that obviously people that have invested so much money into kind of the equivalent of a living card game mm-hmm. is that there is the worry that it will go out of print again because that was the reason why the first lot. Did because it did go out and print and they've added yeah. a, a subscription service um and we've kind of 30 it's around 30 dollars every couple of months you can literally get the new um installments the new expansion sent over to you without worrying about falling behind as well so mm-hmm. i think that is really good and they said they're not going to shut down so long as they've got subscribers so the more people that are interested the more stuff that's going to be sent to them
2: it's very cool yeah. i like that because it means that say you're you're playing catch up you don't have to worry about missing a release or knowing where the news yep. for a new release is going to drop. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they've,
1: they've done a good job with um, uh, Team Covenant who do a lot of this stuff for other card games as well to try and, like, put together a nice um, service
0: for everyone. So it's really good to see them doing that. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I have to say $30 a month isn't particularly egregious either because I know how much I was spending when I used to play things like uh, Magic or or Mythos or... Netrunner.
3: It's uh, $30 every couple of months. So, yeah, it will uh, only take you... even better. uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, it only takes $30 every couple of months to make sure that you stay current. So, brilliant. Yeah, yeah.
1: Sweet. Uh, Moving from a uh, dice card game hybrid to a board card game and miniature Ooh. hybrid la la. Uh, we have some new stuff for warhammer underworlds from the yeah. guys games workshop mm. um so last weekend they announced that the pre-orders this weekend are going to be for a new warband and um, for the current season set in Diachasm, which is the crimson court um so if you're a fan of your vampires as a lot of people are right now, getting yeah. those, those undead vibes, you've got this new warband of four vampires to throw into the mix. Um, obviously, I'm fairly sure a lot of people are getting some heavy Warhammer fantasy vibes from these. Oh, look, it's the Von Karstein family again. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, stunning models, um, uh, as always when it comes to Warhammer Underworlds that they've mm-hmm. put together for these. And I love all the character that's built into each of them. Yes. Um, they have also said that it's possibly one of the most complex yet rewarding warbands to play mm-hmm. as 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 of yet, which is really yep. cool. So they've really put a lot of detail into making them an interesting uh, warband for people who are maybe veterans of of Warhammer Underworlds. Um, in addition to that as well, if you're interested in diving into Warhammer Underworlds and you're a little confused by the likes of Spire and Beastgrave and Diachasm and all, all these boxes, well, they've tried to condense all of that into right. just one new two-player starter set, uh, which is the one you can get here. So this contains two warbands. There's the Storm of Celestus and Dreper's Wraith Creepers. I had to say it in a French accent for some reason. <laughs> um, who are uh, your sort of like box standard Stormcast Nighthaunt style warbands that you can use in the game that can be used beyond this core set uh, in the wider world of Warhammer Underworld as well, if you so prefer. Um, there's even an sort of like a an expansion card pack that comes with this oh well separately sorry that you can use to sort of um, build your decks in different ways and that kind of thing uh but yeah uh they've put everything in this box that you would need for two players to get started and then expand beyond that and maybe go and look at some of the other warbands that are out there as well
3: please go on on. i was
0: gonna say are they new miniatures because i know generally anytime one they've done an underworld's box they've either been um brand new or or they show up here first i suppose because you tend to get these um scenic bases and the like which you don't Mm -hmm. get with the the standard runouts of a lot of the the stormcast now i think they're unique
1: sculpts but they are very akin to models Mm. that have come before that were available as part of the soul wars box so they may be slightly different um, but hmm. obviously because they've got these sort of integrated bases there, I think they are new. Um, so keep that in mind if you want to maybe go and pick these up as well, cool. uh, but yeah, very nice.
3: These stuff. are 32 mil, yeah?
1: Yeah. So sort of like 28, 32 mil. So they've got that kind of extra heroic level to them that, um, most of the Age of Sigma models do. Um, but they'll no doubt find a home in many people's, um, wider Age of
0: Sigma armies I as bet. well. So yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice Especially indeed. those. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. Imagine quite, despite having the terrible overbite. <laughs> that they, they all seem to suffer from here.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's no uh,
0: disguising that when you walk down the street. No. I like them because um, even though they've got the, the heavily ornate armour, mm. uh, with the exception of. I suppose red skull there in the middle <laughs> there, there's nothing on the arm of it uh is, is ridiculously over the top yeah, yeah. uh yeah. compared to some previous iterations shall we say that hair is is mental yeah. that that, that, that is very that's very 80s I was going to say
3: you can do some pretty good headbanging with that hair. To be fair, you can do.
0: Yeah, yeah. maybe it's I mean, a, like some sort of reference to the court of the Crimson King by King mm. King Crimson.
2: Well, I mean, the the guy with the, the big two handed mace, he kind of doesn't want to shrug, or he's going to squish his head.
0: Yeah, no, that's fine. He's 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 grand. He's content. I'd hate to see whatever he pulled those horns off though. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> That's some badass vampire strand. Mm, yeah. I, mean, These
0: guys, I
2: just went, uh, you know, I need new armor. I'm having those.
1: Yeah. These guys don't sparkle. We'll put it that way. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, in addition to uh, some new vampires, what would be, you know, a collection without some vampire hunters? Oh uh oh, segue <laughs> uh, and so as well as the crimson court that was previewed for warhammer underworlds we also got a look at two new miniatures that are coming to cities of sigma armies as well in the near future so as part of a broken realms book we're going to be able to fight as galen van Denst and dora dora lyre who are a father and daughter team nice. who are out fighting for the Order of Vizier to hunt down vampires, monsters, and all sorts of things that go bump in the night, and put an end to them, probably by either shooting them or cutting their heads off. Uh, I don't think these are, these uh, folks are going to make any friends anytime soon.
3: No. Uh, <laughs> no. That
0: is quite the beefy crossbow.
3: That yep. is.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, wooden sticks for the win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably
1: a little bit like um, uh, Jelson Darrock from uh, uh, Cursed City. I would imagine these are carved from the trees of Ashki, so they're going to burn when they hit vampires, which will be very interesting to oh. see. Uh, but Galen is a little bit more of a up-close-and-personal uh, gentleman. Uh, he gets his sword out and cuts people's heads off when he gets up close, whereas Doralia is very much more of a ranged individual who uses that crossbow, as you can see there, to pin vampires to walls and make them explode into um, soot. <laughs> yeah, Wait, we've all seen Buffy. <laughs> we've oh, all seen yeah. Buffy yeah. And, and stuff, Buffy. yeah. So, uh, But yeah, really awesome new models uh, coming out for the Broken Realms and the Cities of Sigmar. I think these would be absolutely awesome when paired with uh miniatures like the flagellants uh from the old mm-hmm. empire range and the new cities of sigma range uh, and also some of the great swords as well that they did the plastic set for i think they'd look fantastic alongside these i also hope that this is going to be a really nice step forward for games workshop to do something about the cities of sigma that isn't just the free guild because mm-hmm. obviously that's just that's nice but it's all of the old stuff from Warhammer that's been yeah. transported over into the mortal realms it'd be nice to see them go down the route to create more interesting models a like you know like the Vendents that kind of give you interesting um sort of uh, smaller faction sub-factions within the Cities of Sigma that you could play as because it would be amazing to play as a Order of Azir army uh, led by Witch Hunters and Warrior Priests and that kind of thing I think that would be really awesome
0: so yeah. cool. So it's also nice that they put options in there as well. Yes. Yeah. oh I like nice yeah. that. Yeah. So
1: um Galen can come with either the sword or the pistol outstretched or the sword and, uh, or the, the torch, etc. Mm. Uh, and or then you can go uh, twin
0: pistol action. You oh, could. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then Dorelia goes with uh's got the the wide-brimmed uh witch hunter hat.
2: <laughs> I quite like the the hat.
1: I think it's really cool. It yeah. is cool. Suddenly gives her a bit more of a sinister edge, guys. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phil Solomon Keen. Yeah. but uh, absolutely fantastic mini- miniatures and hopefully we'll see more of the Broken Realm stuff very soon yeah. we've obviously got that big beast man, possibly a Kurnothi guy coming down the road yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, awesome stuff for those, for those people who want to make alternative armies
0: fascinating stuff well that was a whole host of delightful news Benjamino <laughs> All right then, Ben, so what 3D printing are we looking at this week?
1: So you will hopefully remember a couple of months back we um, delved into Hero Forge and what they were doing uh, with their mm. system currently. So they obviously have been um, running this a fantastic program where you can create your own characters in it using uh, different accessories and then you can get them printed off in yeah. STL form and then or you can get them sent to you and that kind of thing. but they also dived into the world of doing full-color 3D printing. And so we put together a little competition where we were like, um, make make your your favorite character, we'll pick them out, as we did on, I think it was Blue Monday, wasn't it, this year? And we got the, the miniature actually finished for the individual. So mm, Justin yeah. printed off a copy of, of her own, and yeah. we also got the full-colour version of it sent to
2: us as well. Yeah. And, of course, it had to be a goblin in a pink Speedo. Of course. Of
3: Speedo course. goblin was, was prime. Yeah. It was perfect. Can, cannot
0: unsee. It didn't like, have to be, but it was. But it was. <laughs> I
3: just It's the belly button ring that does it for me. That just ties it all together.
0: You yeah, have all the bling on the fingers. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So this is... Um, I suppose the the sculpt if you will yes. that the yeah. the winner came up with mm-hmm. and then we sent away for both the the full color 3d print one and then the stl
2: mm-hmm.
0: see um, how they print at home yeah kind of to That's see how good. how they look in comparison
4: mm-hmm.
0: and we have them here wow. yeah so you printed these out uh, well, you printed out the luminous green one, Justin. Yes. <laughs> may I, may now, I congratulate on the color of of yeah. luminous greenness? Well,
2: you see, that's a very deliberate thing for me. I like that particular resin because of the fact that it's got a little bit of transparency. So whenever the first layers are printing, if the very first layer doesn't catch, it can still shine through. Right. They build up to catch the bed. And then you get a more consistent like run of prints out of it, I find, mm-hmm. rather than using an opaque one.
1: Cool. So the, the the thing about the print that you did in the in the in the studio, how 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 easy was it for you? Was it a simple thing or was it a, uh was again, there some that, tricks you needed and that kind of thing or
2: it, it just comes down to to practice with the, the slicer program when you're building your scaffolding on to find like all of the little islands. Right. So it was basically what I did for him was I basically just kicked it on its back, let it do its auto scaffold, and then I went hunting around the miniature from in below, looking for any points that were like appearing from nowhere as I went up through the levels. Mm-hmm. And it, it honestly wasn't bad for this one. You know, with the way it was designed, you know, the cloak and everything came together okay. I think the the mushrooms were a little bit tricky. right? It's because of yeah. the angle I put them to. But it, it yeah. came out in one shot.
0: Was awesome. the much in the way of scaffolding on it?
2: Uh, there was a fair bit. If you have a look at the back shot, you can maybe still see some of the, the little dimples. We'll have a look at the back shot. <laughs> the Lloyd shot. Yeah, the Lloyd <laughs> so you see on the rock there, you can see three little points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is where your scaffolding would connect. But the way I generally set it is less than a millimeter connection point on those. Do they so just then like snap off, off effectively or? or yeah? off because yeah. it's such a small connection point. Okay. And so long as you've given the miniature the, the proper curing time and bath afterwards. Mm-hmm. So what I do with these is I'll take them out and drop them into an IPA bath so an alcohol bath and I'll leave it there for maybe four or five hours then I'll bring it out and just Mm -hmm. give it a little bit of a rinse under a tap and then just pat it dry
1: before we move on to the full colour one that's obviously in the image Mm -hmm. as well are there any are there any tips you would suggest to people who are making miniatures in Hero Forge to make it so that it wouldn't be a pain in the ass
2: (laughs) you know Uh, what I mean well if you go back to the Mr Higgins I can actually show you oh so you see where his cloak's coming through Mm -hmm. now what he did was very good you see the way the cloak connects into the body yeah Uh, yeah having that like a floating cloak between the body and the actual miniature it basically gives you a failure point which i find generally always fails for me right the other thing is don't clutter things too much Mm -hmm. because if if you put everything including the kitchen sink on again Mm -hmm. it's just layers upon layers of stuff that you're then having to try and scaffold onto to find those endpoints and if you miss them you'll either get like a big flat spot on the miniature where it's been trying to come back onto itself until it hits a layer where it can catch again. Mm -hmm. And that can be really bad for your 3D printer as well. Because if you don't clean the tank and you reset the bed and there's something stuck on the bottom, you can crush through and actually break the screen in below. Oh, wow. And okay. I've I've had to do the repair for that once. Yeah. I will not name names. <coughs> <laughs> uh, where it got crushed and I, I had to replace yeah. the screen and it is a little bit of a pain in the butt to, to switch out right. a screen on a 3D printer uh, that's mm. one of those types. Mm. But that's out of the, the Anycubic Photon, the older one. Mm. And I find it does just a great, great job.
3: Mm. So from start to finish, how long did this take you? Uh,
2: for that miniature... Call it about a day's work. Okay. Because okay. from bringing it into the slicer program, making sure I had it just the way I wanted, I spent maybe an hour and a half to two hours just tweaking and playing with it. Mm. But that's me being a little bit like overzealous with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the actual print time was about seven, eight hours for the okay. layer height headset. Because the, the thinner enough. you go, the better detail you get. But the more layers you're doing, so the longer it takes for it to go up, down, mm-hmm. print layer, up, down, print layer.
0: Yeah. Speaking of detail. Mm-hmm. because obviously he is glowing green, so it's a bit difficult for us to see. Yeah, How sharp is the detail on the STL file? Because uh, obviously we the, got this. The detail is sharper different.
2: than the, the color print, I would say. Oh, Because if you think, so the, the way the, the color print goes, I think it's like a, a powder print they're doing. Yeah. Uh, versus a resin print. So it, it mm. actually prints a little bit softer. Mm. Because if, I think the best thing, if you go to the front and have a look at the face detail, <clears> or even the hair detail there, you can sort of see it. It's just a little yeah, bit softer yeah. on the color ones. Yeah.
1: The thing that I've noticed with the color ones, and we'll get onto this when I show off the a miniature that I created. And also, I think you've done one as well, Justin. Oh, there?
2: yeah, I, I did too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think the with the color prints, going for bold colors is very advisable yeah. because I think it shows off um, everything about the model in a lot more detail. Like As you can see here because of the bright colors used on the book, yes. it shows up the faces in it a lot more. And you can see, see the same thing around the body and the elements of the staff. You can actually see the wood grain in it as well because mm-hmm. of the, jo- the choice of color there.
2: Yeah, While although I do think the, one, the but... final print comes out a little bit more vibrant than what's in the builder. Oh.
1: Mm, yes, I think so, yeah. There is there is a difference in tone, I guess you'd say, between the mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so bear that in mind when it comes to the, the, the two of yeah. them.
2: But, I mean, like, for for one of the first ones to bring it to market, it's yeah. really, really good. Yeah.
1: So we, we, have we got yours in this gallery as well then, Justin?
2: Uh, yes. So yes. I made two. I've sent the the file for one of them. So I Oh, look, it's you, Justin. <laughs> well, we've also been playing the Warhammer 40K role-playing game, Wrath and Glory. Mm-hmm. And I decided to do myself as my character, who is well, a spiker of... pyromancer. Very he fun. rocks around with a force rod, two last pistols, and a little ceremonial dagger. And of course, oh, it's me, so he has to be smoking a cigar. You, oh, I was going
3: to say, brilliant cigar, like brilliant. You look like
1: a heretic, Justin. I think somewhere an inquisitor is hunting you down. <laughs>
2: no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm working way. for an inquisitorial agent. This oh, is okay. just kosher. Yeah. And then there's how it turned out. So the one thing I'll say is, you see some of the metallics? Yeah. Didn't come out exactly the way I had hoped. They're a little mm. bit more of a matte finish. Yeah, yep. that's true. So I would say whenever you're building your stuff, go for more like block colors for that finish. Yeah. And of course, the second one I did was just a mini me rocking around with a Thompson submachine gun, because why of course. not? Of
1: course. I was going to say, it looks basically like you now, yeah. Justin, just yeah. without the hoodie. So yeah.
0: <laughs> Hoodie and headphones on, that is just you all the time.
3: Yeah. I did mistake the headphones for some kind of like Shakespearean haircut. there. Oh, oh you thought good. the
2: same yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I just thought, you know what, it's a little bit fun. And the nice thing is, so I've got the, the coloured print there as well. Mm-hmm. That is the, the premium plastic print, I think. Or mm-hmm. like the, That's what I did for mine so, as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, and it comes pre-prime, so you can just go straight to painting.
3: Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. But, Fascinating.
2: Um, you know, it's nice to see that how, the, well,
1: because the, obviously with the Goblin, You've got those really bright, luminescent colors and how that translated over. And then with yours, which has got a little bit more of that grim darkiness to it, yeah. how that translated.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and I'd say that a lot of it has, has for the most part, worked, especially yeah. when you see some of the shading elements that have gone into the, the cloak yeah. and sort of the yeah, outfit. Yeah. I so, mean, there's,
2: there's only one detail I wish would come out a little bit sharper, and yeah. that's the eyes. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah you've that's, lost that. That's, that's my, my my one little point where I I, I really I know they're going to be working on it. It's the one point I really want them to work on, just to have that that final fidelity in the features of the face. Yeah. yeah.
1: But now it turned out quite nice, actually. Yeah, yeah it did. The, yep. result. the nice thing about the going for the slightly more pricey hard plastic mm. print as well is that you don't get the uh, well. You don't get as many of the lines. Yeah, I see, I it. think
2: I might have went for so, the the lower one that's like twenty quid. Oh, okay. Mm. Ah, well, I went so for the, the higher one, so
1: we'll see the we'll see the comparison
2: too. So. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, even then, they're they're so minor. Once you start laying your paints down on there, those are going to fill in and smooth out. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think in general,
1: it's a really nice way to look at creating a very unique roleplay character yeah. i was talking to my friends about this and they, were, mm-hmm. and they were like how much did you how much how much was it and i was like well it is quite expensive when you think you factor in a lot of the different elements for it yeah but if you're going to be making a unique character for your role-playing games it's yes. pretty damn good oh. I, I did i did say just make sure that your campaign doesn't die on its ass <laughs> because if it does then your your character is now You know, effectively, going to have to be redone for a new campaign later on down the line. So either why, Jerry? Because it's it's
0: been Easter recently. (laughs) Because you can't stop me. (laughs) I'm in your character, giving you eggs. The egg of doom. Yeah, Yeah, that
2: is the other nice thing as well with these characters. You can literally share them with people and ask them what they think, and they can make tweaks and
0: share it back to you, going, "Here's what I would do to the character." I'm just going to. I'm very quickly going to minimize you and then you have to tell me to unminimize you later um because one of the things hero forge do is they update every tuesday they put new stuff in yeah mm-hmm. and this tuesday past, they added uh wheelchairs oh so really modern fantasy battle and uh, fantasy. fantasy those
1: wanting to do combat wheelchair characters and stuff like yeah. that so that's yeah. fab
4: yeah.
0: yeah which is something where a couple of other um, companies I've seen, although your massive vape pen is going right through your wheel. <laughs> have, you'd have to fix that. You have you
2: ever seen those people who are just going along on a bicycle and they just jam something in the wheel to make them tip?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I just want flames coming off of that wheelchair now. That's oh, what yeah. I
2: want. How does the motorcycle
0: look? How does the motorcycle look? Yeah. Uh, which one? You've got a sci-fi and a regular.
2: Oh. Uh, go sci-fi.
0: Go sci-fi. Sci-fi. Yeah.
3: That's pretty cool. The egg completes it.
0: (laughs) Gotta keep the egg. <laughs>
3: it's like what does it mean?
2: <laughs> Again, I mean, like I you know, maybe it's just me being a young hooligan. If you take the flames out of the hand so he's holding it, it's just planning to drive by someone and just egg them. <laughs> yeah, <it does>. Visitor. <laughs>
3: so the, the STL files, are they a lot cheaper to buy them?
2: They are. Yeah. They are very cheap to buy. Uh, but i am gonna say it's about to...
0: six dollars for the STL. That's not bad um, at all. And then they, yeah. and then they do little um sales every now and again where it drops down you know by a couple of dollars so you can get them like yeah. half, half price type of thing yeah. so yeah
2: although the the top end they do is you can actually get it cast in metal
0: wow yeah. in metal
2: yeah. which is quite cool uh,
1: but so as well uh, obviously justin you went and did you know, like a color and a mm. and the plastic version i also yeah. did sort of a, the hard plastic one and a color one as well nice. so for me obviously with stargrave coming up soon I yep. thought it'd be cool to try and put together a little bit of a, a character that could maybe lead a crew in Stargrave.
2: This, this does kind of have flavors of Ben on it.
1: Uh, well, yes. That may be some of the influence the of, the, ben. <laughs> of the face, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, don't give me an egg, uh, uh, Jerry, <laughs> whatever no, you do, right. but, yeah. um, so what, interestingly, I had heard about the whole idea of the metallics being an issue. Yeah. And mm. so, what I did was, I thought I'd go for that kind of plastic sci fi that you sometimes get in high sci fi films. Mm-hmm. And so, I went with that style, but then also went with the bright colors again across the model because I thought that would be the best way to pick out a lot of the details. Yeah.
0: And I think, in general, it's come out quite nice. Mm. Yeah. End. I mean, like,
2: um, I, I would maybe have you used a, a
0: very bright flash film? because you seem to have, this one in particular, the hair is definitely lighter here. It looks like the photograph has bled out some of the colours. It may be just or, the light that I filmed, that I took yeah. the photo under, because it's uh, certainly darker in this one. Yeah,
2: yeah, so yeah. There's also, a little bit of a loss of detail on the the thigh armor piece.
1: Yeah, so the hex yes. detail on there is missing a little bit, mainly because I. Again, I'd probably put it down to the dark color choice. Mm. Mm. I think maybe if I'd gone for a brighter color and then maybe done some contrast on it, perhaps it would have picked out a little bit more. Yeah.
2: Although, uh, Ben, you see for that miniature? I would love to see it with just like a little soft tone over the lot.
1: Well, you see, that's the thing I was in. I was thinking about is whether or not that would work or whether it would just nope. ruin it. Yes,
0: <laughs> that, okay. the second one.
2: Yeah.
0: I, and I'll tell you why, because I... I have a, a Drennae I made mm. based on my character, and I was curious as to see whether or not you can paint over or repaint them. Yeah, uh, I haven't taken pictures of this, so you'll have to take my word for it. Now, <laughs> the stepping is more pronounced on these, yeah, uh, as you can yeah. see. Certainly around here, there's a lot mm, more yeah. lines. So, if you're planning on painting over these, mm. you cannot use that as a base layer as right. is, okay, because a wash. Or in my case, I used an we'll oil just wash and it went popular, everywhere. Yeah. And it just means <sighs> that every every surface ends up looking like corduroy. It's all lines mm. because the, the wash will only go into the, the lines and there's there's hundreds yeah. or thousands so of So
2: like it. a denim textured miniature?
0: What you need to do is <laughs> gloss varnish at first. Right. Mm. Possibly a couple of coats because gloss is self-leveling. Mm. Once that's on matte varnish... Mm because then matte allows you to paint again because you've right. got a key surface, okay. but you've now got a solid surface to put something over the top of it where it's not mm. going to go into all of these lines because every groove on this backpack, and they go in different directions, we'll depending on what... Will suck in the... You, we'll suck yeah. so you'll end up with these jigsaw pattern looks to your miniature.
2: Okay.
0: But yeah, it's it's, but, it's uh, not one to do right off the bat. The
1: thing that I that I quite liked about how it turned out is if you, if you get a look at the face again... Uh, mm. You can't, I'm not sure whether or not it shows in the photo, but the, it did actually pick out the blue in the eyes. It did, yeah. Um, as, com, as a well, you can't really can't see, see, see it too much there. One. But um, though, you did actually pick out the little blue bits. So picking a sort of lighter color there did actually work on those. And there's a little bit more definition to the facial features as well, perhaps. Mm. Maybe with the beard choice as well. But mm. um, but yeah. But also, I, I
2: made the face on mine kind of narrow. Yours is a yeah, little broader. Yeah. My big old fat face,
1: Justin. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said, <laughs> nothing. nothing, <laughs> uh, Hidden by the beard. Um, but yeah, so uh, in general, I was very impressed by it. Uh, and obviously, it's, an, it's a very stylistic choice yeah. to print your miniatures like this. Yeah. Um, because in essence, it's probably not going to look like anything else that you've got in your collection. But if you are doing something role-play based, then I think it's a pretty good idea. Uh, I
0: have to say, I think we talked about this possibly during blue monday mm. well maybe i just talked about it in general afterwards um yes there's a slight softening in detail when you get them printed in color yeah yeah but the trade-off is it is unique to you yeah, yeah. and if you were to go to a sculptor and go i would like a unique miniature please here are my specifications mm. i want sci-fi armor i want a gun i want to be a will blah, blah, cost blah. you quite a lot <laughs> it <laughs> yes. will cost yeah. you substantially mm. more than this mm. Uh, and then, if you go to somebody and go, maybe you're not a painter. And a lot of, of role players aren't painters. That's you often hear this that you know the pre coloured stuff um, gets used because they're not painters. It creates um, something in,
1: immediate for them on the tabletop. Yeah, because oh,
0: yeah. again, if uh, if you go to somebody who paints uh, commission painting, you'll pay about the same for even a more basic color scheme. So yes, you, yeah. you lose a bit in definition yeah. and you yep. lose a bit in the the colors, mm. you know, I mean, between both the Eggman and, um, <laughs> and yourself, I think that there's still, I mean, you've got shading and highlighting there, which yeah. Yeah. you wouldn't get from commission painter unless you're gonna start mm-hmm. paying probably triple digits yeah. in, in cash money.
2: Now, there is one other aspect to this. So you see the one that I've got just in gray there? Mm. Mm. I still colored that whenever I had it in the builder, Right. Sort of like test color schemes.
1: Yeah. I yeah. figure
2: out what colors I want it to put where before laying paint to brush.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm, that is a good way of doing things. And I, I know a lot of people who use the renders mm-hmm. or or they sign up for the is it Heroforge Pro where you yep. get the tokens and stuff made. Um so there are lots of different options, especially if you're doing digital yep. stuff, which is cool.
3: I. Uh, what I find, what I love about this is I'm just kind of a, where I've had to play with it as well, is that there is literally options for everything. And yeah. for me to try and find a miniature that has these on it, they're <laughs> in here. They're the in here. There, yeah. mm. They exist. And it's like if I was to try and find something for, for a a D and d campaign or for whatever it might be, that might look like myself or to have mm. that. I wouldn't be able to find. I'd have to really look and look and look for something to have this kind of hairstyle. And this is in here. And if yeah. I just wanted the SDL file just to download, <laughs> it is quite cheap. So. I'm
0: waiting for Jerry to give me buns now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's on they your put, head. They put jodpers in as well for yeah. pants this week. Yeah. Oh, I'm going for the jodpers, but I can't find them. <laughs> um, but so we've seen the, the I mm-hmm. suppose, the STL printed, and we've seen the color version. Mm-hmm. You also got a Harry Dresden model. I
1: did, because nobody makes a Harry Dresden model. Apart from, and I found this out a couple of years ago, Michael from Oathsworn did sculpt a Harry Dresden. For and himself. he sent me a picture of it once for himself because no one was doing it. And he contacted them about making a line of miniatures and they never got back to him. Oh. Now he's more successful with Burrows and Badges. Maybe. <laughs> They'll do it. And <laughs> um, to pick up that business card again. But because nobody makes miniatures for Harry Dresden, I was like, well, mm-hmm. he's one of my favorite literary characters. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stick him on the table, you know, get a miniature done for him. So, that was the version of it that I did mm-hmm. in Renderform. Uh, render form. This is qu- from quite a while back now, actually. Uh, but this was him with his little cat as well, which I thought was fantastic. So always got to put that in there. Although that's missing in the original, in the finished model. Oh, um, but yeah, it was nice um, playing around with the 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 the, um, the tools once again. And it allows you to make very unique and interesting characters, as we've already discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very easy to get. Uh, Harry Dresden that looked like the ones off a lot of the co- the covers of the graphic novel, well, not graphic novels, but the um, mm-hmm. the comic books and that kind of thing as well. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know, maybe get him printed, mm-hmm. uh, and so this is the I think the ver there should be an un- undercoated version of him mm-hmm. above. There yes. we go. So this is the hard plastic, highest premium end on, yeah. premium version. Right. Yeah. You can see the difference instantly, mm. and uh, yeah, immediately. The amount of detail that you see in the yeah. face and the hair is like
3: we can it, even it, even frown lines you can yeah. see in his forehead. Yeah. Like.
1: Well, I, well think I think that's it, actually stepping lines. But it also works as frown lines. <laughs> well to yeah. be fair, yeah. you've
3: got frown lines.
1: <laughs> now the thing that was that is is interesting is that obviously I mean, Dresden wears the big trench coat. Mm-hmm. And so you've got well, sorry, a duster. So you've got to put that on the model. Oh yeah. But it does create large areas of just blank material, mm-hmm. which does show up uh, like a lot of the marks that you get in the process. Uh-huh. Thankfully, the undercoat does kind of make up for that. Yep. Uh, which, kind of, which was just a, a grey over the top. Is it grey No, wraith bone over the top of it, uh, which kind of helped with the model. I but, wonder what
0: they make them out of, because I know, yeah. having been looking at this recently, um, I know you can use acetone mm. to smooth mm. off some of these, or right. if yeah. if they aren't made of the right plastic, acetone won't work, so there's no point in doing <laughs> a vapour bath. But you can use um, sandpaper and get a mirror finish with sandpaper if that, you're prepared yeah. to sit there with sanding sticks from, like... Four hundred. Well, there's not much, so you're not doing a huge amount. You're not having to yeah. work away massive lines, but start with like a 400 grit wet dry, mm. and then work up to the sort of thousands for a mirror minute, minute polish. You see, that's far too much work for me. Is it? So. Yeah, the, so, the, the, so the, the, the normal, only time I've normal, seen normal the, for me. Uh,
2: uh, the only time I've seen someone go that far is whenever it's someone who's like, I don't know, mashing up like a, a bunch of cucumbers, compressing them down, and then sharpening them into a knife. Wow. There are videos oh. of this on YouTube. Wow.
3: Oh. Sure. <laughs> I am I'm really, they... uh, I was going to say, I'm really sorry to say, but Justin sneezed a minute ago and it's literally agging me that I haven't said bless you yet, so sorry
0: about <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> <laughs> that. The priming does seem to cover up a lot of the... It does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, the interesting
2: thing is your one came as bare plastic, mine came pre-primed. Mm. So I guess that's
1: one of the... I mean you pay extra for the quality, but then they don't do the priming stage, I guess. But that makes uh, you know, for me, I like working up from hmm. the Wraith bone so that it makes sense to me, uh, yeah. to what I wanted to do. But um, once some paint was down on the model as well, um, I, I think it I think it painted up quite nice. It painted up basically like any normal wow. model, really. Yeah, um, nicely done. And uh yeah, I was good. I swapped out um it really it's really bugging me that I can't remember the name of his cat. But I swapped out the cat for. Oh my god, I've lost the name of the skull. Oh, what's the name of the skull? I completely blanked on Harry Dresden. This, this is, is gonna—you're gonna remember Yay. it at three
3: in the morning and be like, "The it. skull is
0: called oh, Bob." Shit. There we go. I've got no, it. well that makes now sense. Now the yeah, cat, sure. Jesus, Grebo. Yeah, cat. I'm just gonna call uh, Grebo. Uh, But yes,
1: so uh, I swapped out the cap for for Bob, the skull. So I've got him on the base. Ideally, I would have liked to go in there and maybe do some like runic lettering on him because that's what the skull looks like in the books. Mm -hmm. But I decided I wouldn't wouldn't bother too much with that. But um, I know, Jerry, I'm so sorry, but uh, but, yeah.
0: Get a micro pen, just draw it on.
1: uh, I'll probably do that in the end. I need to do that for lots of other stuff like Mm -hmm. tartan and things. So I'm probably gonna do the same thing. But you can see uh, like obviously the coat, is is black so you're not going to see a lot of the de- uh the um kind of the mapping yeah from the yeah. 3d printing the step yeah. but when you see something like for example the gun where you've got the the lighter color over the top of it it does pick out a little bit more of that Just again a bit
2: of texturization but i'm yeah. okay with
1: that and, and and you're not going to be seeing these from this close anyway when no, you're playing yes. with them so you know mm. uh, i think it turned out quite nicely from sort of the initial concept of the render mm-hmm. through to uh uh, a, a painted miniature that you know you've done yourself now, I, I would say that in the round, if you're looking at using Hero Forge, mm-hmm. this is probably the scale you want to go at in terms of uh, expense, if you're going to be making a unique character for a role play, I would say, mm. because you get the detail, it enables you to just sit down and paint it, uh, and it's not been overly expensive. So if the campaign does die on its ass. You're not going to be out of pocket. So, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed the process, and in actual fact, the delivery of it all was was pretty on point as well. It was very quick, considering you know the three D printing that they do in the color side of things as well.
2: Yeah. One final warning for anyone using the system: be wary of fairy wings. Because well, that sounds Warren, like a
1: very cryptic. <laughs> well, no, it's Beware,
2: right? Warren. Warren did uh, some D and D miniatures for his kids a few years yes. ago, yeah, yeah. and they were all like fairies with like wings and bows, and just all those big hanging out components made it a little bit more of a challenge to get a good print out. So be aware of that.
0: And I imagine that comes down more to um, practice and knowing yeah. how to do. It. If you're 3D printing yourself. Uh, whereas, whereas if they did it, I suppose, yeah, just really. let them. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. If you pay it. Yeah. For. yeah, you do it, so I don't have to <laughs> dance, for <laughs> me. dance for me, and then throw pennies at their feet. Yeah.
1: I believe they. I believe they both came through Shapeways as well. Um, yeah. So, and they have a yeah. European distributor, they, so that's yeah. why the the time lag between creating it and getting that getting it out there is pretty short. Yeah, I
2: think the between ordering and receiving for my ones, I think the gap was about three weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah so it, it
2: all depends on how much of a backlog they have at the time as well. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But um, in general, uh, a really interesting system, and and I, I will say that I was very skeptical of exactly how full color would look. Um, but I think you know, for a as you were saying, Justin, a company doing it, you know. To, you know it's first off in the better. market it's only going to get better i think yeah. it looks pretty nice for you know the purposes you're going to use it for, for sure. uh, and uh, i can't wait to see where it goes next really
0: mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, fascinating stuff terrific nice choice Benjamino.
2: did you win one of our prizes find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won if you see your username fill out the form to claim your prize All prizes must be claimed within 30 days.
0: Shall we move on and take a look at at some Kickstarters? We shall. Yes.
1: But wait Uh, for this. So yeah,
0: should we beat around the bush a little bit more? No, I I think don't sure. to yeah. uh, me
3: anymore. <laughs> yeah. What is it that we're talking about? Ragnarok? Ragnarok?
0: <laughs> <I wanna laughs> Something like that. Yeah. But, let's skip uh, it. let's just do one Kickstarter this week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 but no, we won't we won't deprive you of the end of days, Justin. So uh, the first one we're going to be looking at is from Monolith Edition, uh, who have been rocking Kickstarter. Some might say Ragnar rocking. <laughs> <No. laughs> With Mythic Battles Ragnarok, Uh, and as you are uh, quite the
2: lover of this game, Justin, I think we'll we'll let you go through this one. Well, I mean, like when the original one Pantheon came out, it was a game system that just instantly clicked with me. I understood what I was looking at, what I was seeing on the table, the tactics to play. So my 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 inner nerd brain just it 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 went to its happy place. And seeing this come out, and having a copy here in the studio that we're hopefully (laughs) going to be doing a let's play for soon. Uh, has made me even happier seeing just all of the different things they're they're doing to like tweak and change the game just a little bit to bring it up and make it a little more tactically deep. Mm-hmm. So the big thing is, of course, we are looking at Ragnarok. So it's all of the the broad spectrum of the the Norse and sort of Dane pantheon style yeah. thing going on. Uh, they've been busting through stretch goals like crazy, and my word, you get an absolute boatload in this Kickstarter if you're diving in on it. So I'm gonna go full disclosure. I've gone all in. Yep. So there was then, no doubt you know. about it, was there? There the, wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> this, this one is going to just be arriving at my doorstep in the future. So I'm going to have everything, and I'm going to love it and enjoy it and take it home and just put it on my shelf and look at
0: it, and it's going and, to be and fun hug and it and pet it and it. call it George.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. But I mean, like, I I am super happy with what we're seeing. So, me and game mechanics. If you know Pantheon, you know this game. Yeah. The additional things that they've done to it, they've added some new terrain types to your boards. So things like frost areas, where if you're not a frost creature and you move into them, you're going to start taking damage. If you're a frost creature, you're not going to take damage. <laughs> for units, they've added uh, yarls. So normally a unit is just a bare bones, little bunch of guys who's running around the field, grabbing the godly power stones to bring them back to the god and go, "Here you are master, I found it for you. <laughs> Uh, whereas in this, with the Jarls, you can actually begin to add special rules to them. So again, it's a, another layer of tactical depth, where say you're playing with the, the Berserkers. There's one of them that whenever they're retaliating, it can give them like a plus two to the combat power, or that they can ignore the first wound they take every round, or if the unit's destroyed, they can come back without having to pay an Art of War card so that's a really nice additional piece to it you've of course got some of your 3d terrain elements in there so warren's gonna get his 2.5d <laughs> you're gonna have all of your scenarios and stuff in there coming in dual english and french which always makes me happy and i just i enjoy this game for the fact that it's just it it just makes my tactical brain happy to look at it and play with it mm-hmm. and they're applying everything they've learned from the first two campaigns that this ran through mm-hmm. And my God, the stretch goals is all I can say because so, I mean, they're they're already over a million dollars. So Amazing.
1: the core game comes with is it so it's Thor, Hell, Freya, and uh, Loki. Loki. So you've got yep. those four gods. That you? Loki. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yep.
2: you've then got the the. Four <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, look, Loki's sculpt still kind of it's just like bothers me a little bit and it, I have it, seen Is the it the because other-
0: you're waiting for Marvel to come in and sue them? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no it's just it, it, Are you
0: sure? It, 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 it's just a kind Because of, in all the Lokis I've ever know, seen it's, it's, that it's, one is the one who screams I've just stepped straight <laughs> out of the Loki films
2: Yeah He does Tom, have that it's that weird pose with yeah. the two hands out
0: yeah. just like, I don't mind the two mirr. hands out it's the, it's the fact he is literally wearing Loki's outfit from Marvel's movies He's got a frock coat on When did they invent frock coats? I'm pretty sure not in Scandawedia? <laughs>
1: anyway, but in addition to the gods you've also got like the, the sort of core set of um, the, monsters? Just, yeah. the monsters and all that kind of thing yeah, yeah I mean, and you've
2: got the heroes and stuff yeah.
1: interestingly oh, uh, obviously Loki's coat aside mm-hmm. I think one of the nice things about what they've done with this is that they've actually almost looked at not necessarily I guess like uh, more sort of fantasy film style uh, sort of Norse mythology mm-hmm. they've actually looked back a little bit more at that kind of the original stuff so for example with Thor's hammer I really liked that they actually made it so that the handle was short yep because that's what it's like in the in in the Norse myths mm-hmm. uh, rather than it being like a you know the Mjolnir that you see from like the Marvel movies yeah, and that yeah. kind of thing D- just don't
2: piss yeah. off dwarves
1: <laughs> and, I, yeah, and I also liked that all the dragons, well, the dragons, quote unquote, uh, mm-hmm. the worms in the game, like, um, so obviously you've got Nidhogg and that kind of stuff, they've mm-hmm. all been done as those kind of snake-like dragons that you see in all, a lot of the old artwork as compared to the so you know, traditional dragon that you might assume from, like, Western mythology yeah. and stuff as well, mm-hmm. which is really good. Yeah.
2: Now, um, you've also got things like Odin and Heimdall are coming in, you've got your Valkyries. The Asgard expansion, Yeah. Yeah. So, and then just some additional like, troops and monsters there as well.
0: It's a draft-based game, isn't it?
2: It is, and that is one of my favorite aspects of the game. How many times have you came to the tabletop to play a war game and your buddy across from you has brought the same list that he has been bringing for the last six months? <laughs> I find that time. incredibly boring. <laughs> With this, because of the draft mechanics, so say, Ben, we were going to play a game, and you Ooh. knew that I absolutely adore using Fenrir for my tactics in the game. You can just go, no, well, I'm going to take Fenrir, so you can't have them. and mm. now you have to learn new tactics and play differently. And I think that's a great thing about this game, is you can, even before you're playing the game, you can kind of like screw your friend over from the I two act like that. they're wanting yeah. to play yeah. and make them think about the game in a different way. Hmm.
0: Does that mean um, the owner of the game is going to have an unfair advantage because they'll actually know, you know, if you know what the best combos and things are, Initially, for the first multiple games, then you're going to have free reign over your opponents.
4: Mm,
2: depending on how hard you're playing and how deep <laughs> you, uh, yes, you dive into it, because. That's yes the answer. Well, hang on, hang on. Look, I'll tell you what, Jerry. Go to the, the original Mythic Battles uh, Kickstarter for me because it went absolutely bananas. And I'm hoping this one does the same. Right. So, for it, it ended up with, I think, like 55 stretch goals which was like 55 different units i have them
1: sitting over there on my table (laughs) Yeah,
2: which means because Mm. of that basically you had so much that you would have to yeah just there you go that's the one so if you think each miniature has its own stat card its own special rules and then the talents which are pretty much generic But there is so much tactical depth in there that you would be trying to learn and memorize it and keep in your head if you're playing with the full game. The nice thing as well is you can actually swap in some of the different expansions. So you don't always have to be playing the same thing at the same time. Brilliant.
1: I think one of the key things to bear in mind as well is that, uh, as far as I remember anyway from watching the Let's Plays that we did, Mm -hmm. um, is that it's very much a just pick the things that you think are cool and they'll probably work
2: <laughs> yeah everything so, there's nothing on the board that is just yeah. like hobbled by something else yeah. but mm-hmm. there are some things where you can get like nice little synergies and things on the go cool. like for example like-
1: I am most definitely at any opportunity going to put Ratatotzka into any of my games because who wouldn't want to play as a little tiny squirrel that runs <laughs> up and down the world tree eating gnawing at its root who wouldn't yeah, want to do yeah, that uh, so. yeah. <laughs> won oh. me over yeah, exactly Jerry's Jerry's salt on the squirrel
3: Jerry just went squirrel Squ-
2: <laughs> now on top of that you have some of the the core mechanics of the game actually negate someone just being like constantly hammering you with units. units so you have the activation system mm-hmm. so each unit you pick up will give you a certain number of activation cards and art of war cards so your activation cards obviously they're what you're going to use to activate your units you can only activate a unit once per round however you can activate up to two units in a round but you have to pay an art of war card for it I like doing that sometimes, but there are a couple of uses for the Art of War cards as well. Because you're working off a hand, and you only get to draw one a turn unless you pass where you draw another one, you can use the Art of War cards to either draw two cards out of the deck at random right. from the top, or you can use them to go hunting for a specific activation that you need to pull off a tactic. Cool. Again, it's that, that risk-reward, that resource management yeah. then. Because as soon as, say, Thor has four activation cards, as soon as I've done those four activations, I have to wait till I've burnt through my entire deck before I can use him again. Right, yeah.
1: So it's all about learning the best times to use specific exactly. characters and monsters and that kind exactly. of thing. Exactly.
2: Yeah. You're, you're prioritizing your activations to get the most use and the most effect out of your units. Yeah. And sometimes you will just have to be top decking it going, I'm dying for an art of work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing I, w- I was going to ask as well is that, so like we've talked about it as being like a 1v1 experience, but they do it is two to four it goes, player. It goes to four players, and that so is that- nutty. Is that just chaos free-for-all, or is it team-based, or is it uh, It is, is team-based, or...
2: and you can right. do free-for-all as well. The, the important thing is the, all right, say you're just doing a skirmish. So there's skirmish and there's scenarios to play, right? If you're playing skirmish and it's 1v1, you get 18 points to build your force. If you're playing three-player, you get less. If you're playing four-player, you get less. Right. So okay. it really tightens things up to make sure that it, the game doesn't like bloat out and there's too much on the table. It keeps mm-hmm. itself balanced in that way. And then on top of that, you have sort of a a greed versus need mechanic in the dice rolling. So the dice only count up to five with a blank face. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: You're doing two rolls in your combat roll. So your first roll, you're trying to get fives. If you say roll a four, anything that's rolled anything else except for a blank, you can use as a plus one to make it up to the five. You can build beyond the five to actually make it up to the defense value of your target. Right. So you can either build up to it and guarantee your wound, Or you can build up to the five and risk it on the next roll oh i like that as well that's cool it's it's a really really clever mechanic where you know you're it's risk it for a biscuit kind of thing do i (laughs) do i build like three fives needing to roll but it's the thing does have a blank on it so i could just whiff it on all three
1: So whoever's playing Thor is going to be risking it for a biscuit all the time because that's exactly (laughs) what
2: Thor would do. Well, I mean, like, the abilities they've built into each of the characters really sort of suit them and feel right for them. So, of course, Mm -hmm. Thor, he's got Mjolnir. He can do big thunder strikes. He can heal himself up. And then into the talents... He can basically grab a tree and just throw it at Loki's head if he wants to. <laughs> I should say. I,
3: yeah. I saw that on their Kickstarter that they had the miniatures, the monsters, they were Titan size. How big? How much bigger is that than the regular ones?
2: Oh, they're, they're, they're huge. Uh, yeah. So basically, so regular miniature is about 35 mil skill, right? Mm hmm. You saw the gods last week. They're about twice the size. Yeah. The titans are about the same again. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they, they, yeah, they are pretty big and beefy miniatures, some of them. So if you're going to be throwing
1: and Gander into a game, it's going to dominate kind of thing.
2: Well, not really, because even that balances out, because it's counted as a huge miniature. Right. And so the board is basically not laid out in grids or anything. It's all like randomly shaped. It's like segments,
1: isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But because he's a huge miniature, he will go into a board space. He will fill up the entire board space. And anyone who's standing outside of that board space can then attack into him.
1: Okay, cool yeah that's wow. neat yeah but no so like as justin was saying um one of the things they have been doing is they've just been busting through stretch goals so they've got a lot of stuff in there that's sort of from beyond the realms of just the like like the initial north pantheon so you've got tear and all that kind of stuff yep. you've got mimir you've got the norns you've got Radatotska. as i was saying can't go wrong with a yep. norse squirrel nope. and then you've also got things like so they've included um uh so grendel and grendel's mother are in there as well so mm. if you want to use beowulf in your games then yeah. they've gone back to the geats uh, and introduced them into the mix because why wouldn't beowulf be called back um to fight yeah. at the end of ragnarok i guess it looks like yeah. they've also
0: gone into the germanic saga yes. as well yeah because i've seen um people from the the ring cycle there mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. yeah
1: but um, yeah, it's, loads of stuff.
2: I, yeah. it, honestly, it's fantastic. And this game system, if it's, if you liked Pantheon, you can actually get it in this one as well. You can. Yeah. But who, huh. wouldn't, who wouldn't take the Norse Pantheon over the Greek?
1: i got to say, I am a fan of Thor and all the Norse gods compared to the Greeks. Mm. Although I do have a soft spot for for, for good old Zeus, even
2: though he's, yeah. a, he's an asshole. I do yeah. Like him. <laughs> yeah, everything in the Greek mythology could be fixed if he just stayed at home. Yes.
3: Yeah. Just,
2: just 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 stay at home please yeah. <laughs> just just just, just yeah. sit, sit sit on your couch just watch everything happening it's fine
3: there wouldn't yeah. be any great mythology well, if that's it wasn't true the yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah for his <laughs> shenanigans it's, it's
1: <laughs> basically it's basically what did zeus go wrong and why are yeah. the other gods trying to stop it from yeah. ha- from going and badly again yeah.
2: they've already announced their next pantheon as well which has me excited they're going to be doing the egyptians Ooh. wow, wow. So I, I'm expecting to see, like, warriors of Set, mummies, you know, all the classic gods. I'm hoping to see some of the, the actual Egyptian pharaohs, you know, just as yeah, the cool. heroes. So I want to see Nefertiti on the table. Oh, yeah.
0: That'd be cool. yeah. Well, if you're interested in getting involved with the uh, Germanic and Scandinavian gods, you've got 10 days left. And mm-hmm. uh, I, it looks like they're probably going to hit a million.
2: They've already hit a million dollars, which is what they're counting for the yeah. Um, I'm
0: not counting that. <laughs> <laughs> counting proper money, man.
1: But yes, so as well as uh, Mythic Battles Ragnarok, which is uh, Justin's little baby. <laughs> I love uh, it.
2: I want it to be, yeah.
1: We have also been looking at another fantasy Kickstarter um, recently, which is from Blacklist Games. Uh, mm. And this is um, sort of like a dual campaign in a way, because uh, not only is it funding the Fantasy Series 2 set of miniatures, uh, but also Lasting Tales, which um, Jerry was able to talk to Mark Latham about mm. uh, a couple of weeks ago.
0: Uh, I was so. indeed, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is a, it's an unusual one. The, um, the first time we, we came across, uh, blacklist they were just doing miniatures yeah. yeah, and then they uh had that um horror based i suppose mm-hmm. miniature slash card game uh that they they produced uh last year i mm-hmm. want to say that everything was last year but then i keep remembering that last year didn't really happen and it turns out it was 2019 <laughs> yeah so if, it I was definitely not, last year but things are a so don't worry yeah <laughs> um, it's it, it, Kind of a leap year where we lapped the year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, they've returned back to to the fantasy series um, for Fantasy Series Two, but this mm-hmm. time it has been comboed uh, with a, a essentially a game book for Lasting Tales, which is cooperative fantasy uh, s- narrative storytelling on the tabletop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sort of semi RPG skirmish. Um, now it's fascinating for a couple of reasons. One. Is the miniature side the miniatures they produced for the first fantasy set um were very well received one piece or if they're not one piece then they are pre-built when you receive yes. them at the very yeah. least um and it was a, a great way of getting a lot of of miniatures for tabletop fantasy gaming or rpgs because you had these heroes but then on top of that they also added in um grips or mobs of monsters so you could get you know half a dozen kobolds or um orcs or whatever it happened to be with fantasy series two they're doing the same again so we're getting more heroes um and then they're they're varying the heroes so if, if you picked up the first one and you've got a female dwarf paladin then this one it might be a male dwarf paladin or vice versa uh, or half orcs or whatever it happens to be so we've got a lot more of these these character models which are really nice sculpts mm. uh, and again another big galvy buckets filled with various <laughs> things to kill up on the <laughs> tabletop um so here we see kobolds uh dragon-faced not dog-faced i'm not going to say they're wrong but <laughs> Kob- kobolds come in two flavors and i prefer yeah. mine to be dog-faced mm. um but it doesn't matter they die all the same regardless. <laughs> um they're in the way of the goals so um, that's the yeah <laughs> so you get these groups of archers and Wraiths and Wyrmlings, mm. So all the sort of stuff you'll need, um, as they, they Ooh, go minics. throughout the campaign, adding more and more stuff for your gameplay. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time we have lasting tales and lasting tales is a figure agnostic game. So you don't have to have the miniatures and you don't have to buy the miniatures from blacklist for that game. Uh, it, it's completely standalone. However, everything that they're producing either from the first fantasy series or this current Kickstarter are in the book. Uh, so if you want to get into sort of tabletop skirmishing, um, it, it, with a one stop shop, essentially you can pick up miniatures and game here. and know that everything that is there will be included in some fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, it's a cracking wee game. I've had a look at the demo rules um which is
1: free to download on here as well so yeah
0: and it's it gives you uh, one scenario and and it's about a 40 page long book and it's it's very interesting because it is a a one to four player cooperative game Mm. there is there is nobody to be playing against at no point can the gm pick on you and repeatedly kill you up (laughs) instead (laughs) um instead what you do is you play a scenario and the scenarios will be themed to a certain extent so the first one is a haunted village you arrive at a village Um, in the afternoon, after a long day, murder hoboing away (laughs) out in the forest somewhere, and there was nobody there. It's deserted, and so you have to sort of investigate. And as you investigate, then things happen in the town, and this is all procedurally generated. And there's some really interesting things that Mark's done with the game. Uh, For example, when you kill stuff, it goes into uh, essentially a dead pile. But... they then migrate into the graveyard so you have a one turn buffer and then after that turn uh, you roll or you'll be told when they can come out of the graveyard and be respawned. uh... So you've always got one turns grace. And then if your rolling is particularly bad, they might not come back for a while, but (laughs) D six are very swingy dice as we know. And eventually you'll just start rolling and everybody who's been stockpiled in that, that graveyard will suddenly come (laughs) Um, and and it has a lot of things that, that will be familiar to you. Um, warhammer players or rpg players you've got very similar stats like willpower and the like you've also got fate points that can mm-hmm. be spent to re-roll dice but then some scenarios also will burn your fate points so that that first scenario in the in the demo rules um explains that uh when the sun goes down after turn uh i, can't remember, I think it's turn seven the sun sets and from that point on while the undead are coming at you you will lose a fate point every turn and if you've spent the entire game Wasting them on rerolls that you failed, <laughs> you'll find that your your hero will die very quickly because they've got no fate to burn and they will just go down. So, um, so that but that's just one example Cuts. of how they're working.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: I, I nearly did it a minute ago, Ben. When yeah. I said when I saw the bears, I was like, bears, oh,
0: bears. Yeah. <laughs> bears are great, especially <laughs> uh, And also the, the big things now. We haven't seen renders or anything in the the Kickstarter. It's just been the concept art, but having already fulfilled uh a fantasy kickstarter uh and then a couple of other massive draggers and, and all sorts of yep. we already know that the, the, they are more than capable of producing mm. the quality mm-hmm. um even if it is some sort of terrible pug-like thing <laughs> you're looking okay now son but four generations time they'll be wheezing heavily and staring oh, at two hours no, of no. <laughs> it's, um, it's not harsh my brother has a pug they're terrible wheezing things no. um but yeah, so it's fascinating to see just how far they go because they're yeah. currently half a million thereabouts and have unlocked a million So much stuff has been unlocked. Yeah. It's, oh, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And and yeah. I do like how they're doing it where they go, hero, some things, some <laughs> monsters, hero. Like one of
1: the things Biggest.
0: I one of the things I saw when the initial
1: the initial Kickstarter came yeah. out, and then this one is that even if you're not going to play Lasting Tales, which seems like a fantastic game in of its own, mm. actually. Um, like This is like the perfect place to come and pick up basically anything you'd ever need to be a dungeon master. Oh, yeah. Because there's every minute, there's every monster that probably exists in the, in the monster manual by this point, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is just wild. Uh, they're
0: also doing, um, and these are the things, they're, they're doing a mixture goals, of yeah. unlocks. Brilliant via social media as well and these whereas the unlocks for cash money are mostly about miniatures Miniatures. the social stuff is helping add additional parts to the The game Uh, now mark was saying he's written the whole thing whole thing's done and dusted it's it's a big beautiful book working mostly on d sexes really interesting little rule set and then I believe uh, I don't know if it's Scott or Adam at Blacklist is doing all all the scenarios and the like which are done for the main book and then anything extra is being done by him as well Mm. so Mark was quite happy for people to go absolutely nuts on this Kickstarter and explode it uh, because his work here is done (laughs) I'll just fall back to the guys at Blacklist to write more the thing
1: thing that I really liked about well that I really like about the premise of Lasting Tales and it's something that we've seen happen over the last two years there's been very much this focus on um dm-less solo style adventures on the table so mm. obviously we had rangers of shadow deep which mm. is a, a great one um elder scrolls call to arms which is again by mark actually <laughs> um has the solo rules in it for you to play the games but i really like the idea of taking lasting tales and doing it in a cooperative style yeah. and i love that that's the way that the game has been built effectively because with rangers of shadow deep i i see that very much more of like a solo experience in in, in essence Whereas with this, because it's got that D&D theme, that's usually an adventure theme going on, I feel like it could be a really nice halfway house between playing a miniatures game and playing your role-playing games and actually building up interesting tabletops. And because of those additional scenarios that have been designed for this Mm -hmm. and come in the book and all that kind of thing, I, I find it a really attractive prospect for someone who, like me, ends up doing most of the DMing most of the time. Sure. Whereas instead, Which I could step get away. To from yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Instead, I could be like, "It doesn't matter. The game's the DM. We can all piss on him." <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so,
0: yeah. And they were saying uh, the scenery packs. I think. Brilliant. If there's a scenery. Piece made certainly for some of the bigger ones like the the mm-hmm. fountain and the like. There's a scenario that ties into it. Brilliant. Although Brilliant. you can just obviously if you're not picking these up, you can just substitute it with whatever you know mm-hmm. for the the scenario in question. So, um, I, I'm really I'm really keen to see where else they go with this because the the system is uh, is very solid. Mark does some. I've been a fan and buyer of Mark systems for decades now. Literally. Did literally. Walking Dead as well. Did the Walking mm-hmm. Dead as well. Oh, yeah. Did a lot of the Warhammer Historic stuff. Did. um so you know he's a,
1: I, sit, a games workshop veteran so. yeah
0: so <laughs> he the the system itself is a very robust system um but also leaves itself open for massive expansion down the line or even um slight changes so you can see in this that you can pick up some of the the previous stuff they've done for the fantasy version mm-hmm. uh fantasy one but they're also the horror game is also available with those miniatures and it wouldn't take much to do an expansion or a, a reskin of this down the line to do yeah. a gothic horror on the tabletop where you know your your group is van helsing and his friends as they're to, kind of to clear out yeah. Dens of vampires, or whatever it happens to be. So yeah. you know, it's a, it's one of those things. I, I really appreciate solid rule sets that that are robust mm-hmm. and also lend themselves to being you know tailored and, and expanded upon. Um, mm-hmm. And for their their for first sort of main, I would say tabletop fantasy game. um It's it's a terrific rather than it already. being a board game kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's nice to see where they've gone with it. Um, and I will be very excited to see what else they manage to get as mm-hmm. they expand here because, you know, the sky's the limit at the moment. And I know they've, they've planned this out fairly uh, religiously. So <laughs> I, haven't seen a, I haven't seen a dinosaur in the stretch goals yet. Some sort of giant. <laughs> <with that.
2: laughs> because well, I, I, was everything kind of, else
0: there.
2: I was kind of digging the female halfling barbarian, the artwork.
0: Yeah. That? Female yeah. halfling barbarian's is nice. The, the, there's a half orc paladin somewhere mm. swinging a massive mace and the artwork for her looks particularly nice. I, well. I
1: loved that the ranger that they did was basically dritz, but it's actually an orc. in. <laughs> yeah. And then the stretch goal after that was panther. And I was like, oh, I yeah. get that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I really liked the manticore. There was a manticore yeah. somewhere. That was mm. nice. Yeah.
0: And, and a dwarf bard who is just bungling yeah. away on, yeah. a, on a drum, yeah. lurking at his front. So mm. yeah, um, Blacklist Games, Lasting Tales. It's it's a beefy one folks mm-hmm. and if really you're, is, even man. if you're just after currently 75 bucks will get you almost 200 miniatures mm. I, I mean that's I hard can't say, to make can't say better than that yeah, but so. think, uh, yeah. But barring just going into people's houses and just taking my collection it's <laughs> but there's there's yeah so almost half a mil and 11 days left on lasting tales
1: yeah, definitely a good halfway house. I think that one we'll definitely yeah. want to check out.
0: Yeah, yeah I definitely, I would definitely suggest grabbing the demo copy, of the rules, and having a look yes. because it is yeah, super have simple. Yeah, uh, and we'll give you many a of us have of... got lots, lots of miniatures in our collections that we could use for it. So yeah, yeah. and you can, you can have a couple of games and see uh, if if it floats your boat, and if so, you can always grab the book. And I imagine this one's going to be around for some years to come. And yeah, it's not going to be a, a flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> superb two excellent Kickstarters young man I approve
1: well Justin was so excited we had to we had to show it off we couldn't not
0: I think that about wraps us up for this week it does Uh, we are going to be back on Sunday Mm -hmm. uh, for our XLBS Mm -hmm. the Cult of Game uh, show the Cult cult of Game show where we wax idiotic about what we've been up to and what the community has been up to hobby wise Mm um if you want to join us, they can jump on over to ontabletop.com and get a 30-day trial mm-hmm. uh, to the uh, the cult of games. Uh even join us on our Discord to see what nonsense is being talked in there. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want a chance to win that fantastic Star Wars Legion starter box for the Ridge Tridge, mm. like the cool oh, kids, yeah. don't forget to comment below, uh, like the video and give us a bit of a share <laughs> around. Share us. If you want to know if you're a previous winner, uh, if you go over to ontabletop.com and check out the prize claim centre, you'll see whether or not you were lucky enough in the past to grab one of our other prizes. Mm-hmm. So until Sunday, ta ta.
2: Go ahead and check
0: out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong? Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.